I always wondered. Ever since I took that burden, that curse, I wondered what it could be, what, what my true happiness could even look like. I never found an answer. Because the one thing I want, it's something I know I can't have. I think I know, I think I know now. Happiness isn't in the having, it's in just being, it's in just saying it. You are the most selfless, loving human being I will ever know. You changed me, Dean. I love you. Into 
I'm Jerry McGreer. I'm Chris Mosier. <laughs> this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast, where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Chris, it is a big one. The episode it's that one. broke the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I said my last name incorrectly on the lead up, and I don't feel like re-recording it. <laughs> I was wondering so, why you laughed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's no just, time for laughter on this one. Um, it's a, it's a, it's heavy, and I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's. Um, do you remember when we started uh, recording about the season five finale? We started. I've listened to that a lot. Um, that episode, that particular episode, a lot, and I started it off saying, like, "Do you want to cry on a podcast?" Um, because it's really sad like the things that happen in that episode there's there's a bunch of really sad moments i think like punch for punch this is worse (laughs) i think this is more emotionally Mm -hmm. draining more emotionally consuming more just just bigger in a in a in a a sense of impact than i think i mean if anything swan song is the only thing that compares to it but swan song in context of when it aired when it was the finale um even if we knew season six was coming that that finale feeling right and then the show has just gone on ever since and we've never really had to feel that way but now we're what two two episodes away from the end um so this feels significantly heavier uh than than anything in, in between certainly and it's um it's also the first episode that i feel like the uh writers and the actors uh and the director and the crew and the cast or, and everybody that made the show uh made an episode that feels like they all knew that it was about to end like the mm-hmm. every there was something about this episode um and some feedback in the discord somebody said that like Jensen had this same thought of like every hug was the last one right like we we've we've joked right. every episode in season 15 like this is the last season episode 17 and or whatever but this is the first time it felt like everybody got together and acknowledged like oh wait this thing this juggernaut of a thing this humongous messy like crazy tv show that will probably like never happen again in a modern in the modern day <laughs> like we're never going to mm-hmm. see something like this ever happen we're never going to see a tv show get it to 500 episodes or 300 or whatever episodes like this it's just not going to happen um it, just it, it everybody all of a sudden realizing oh shit this is the last yeah. one and it and it comes i, I resent it i resent it because if they had just carried on doing these sort uh? of nothing episodes uh? um uh? i would have i would have been able to not care don't uh? <laughs> carry on <laughs> <laughs> with these with these the episodes the way that they had been doing it um and we could just be like kind of check out and go eh, eh. but then the last episode 17 i was like okay all right y'all pull me back in and then this one i'm like fuck you all right supernatural i was out i was free i was i, I the burden was gone from my shoulders i was ready to walk through the finish line it's clear skin in my lane whatever the hell <laughs> and now i'm um i'm i'm besodden with pain it's just uh, like everybody else. It's a painful episode, and um, I think you know this. This episode is the first one that really gave me finale vibes, and it's the first time that makes me think mm. like, oh, like this shit is actually ending. It makes me think about uh, how, like, obviously, I would want more supernatural. Like, I think it's real. Like, I'm a fan of the show. Like, for as much as we talk shit about it, uh, it's still like a format, and the actors are something that I like and that I have enjoyed watching over a decade and a half. Uh, I'm when we started season 15, the thing that I said going into it is I'm glad they're getting the chance to end it on their own terms. Um, cause I hate 
I hate when something just gets canceled and it's just uh, some weird, like, huge cliffhanger because they can just do whatever the fuck they want to. They never have to worry about it coming back and resolving anything. Um, and this is their first time it's felt like that. Like, I'd, I really, mm. <clears throat> looking back, I would have taken a nine episode season, like, tightly constructed, like, around all of the big stuff we have to deal with and not have to worry about some of this extraneous plot that we've dealt with. Um, but one thing this episode does, I think really, really well is remind us of some of that stuff and bring it back to the forefront in a really emotionally impactful way. Not just mm. like, not, not just with the Castiel scene and not just with the Dean stuff, but also with, with at a huge way for Sam, like Sam is a big part of this episode and Oh yeah, absolutely. There, I actually didn't really expect that. Sam, Sam was a, he played a much larger part than I thought um, emotionally too. You yeah. Know, I was, I was like primed, like, like Sam gave me emotional foreplay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I got to the to the to the you know to the real stuff. And this is this is what I think we always meant when people would ask us like, "What have you been spoiled on?" Like, I don't think there was a way to avoid this conversation that you know Castiel is going to confess his love to Dean um, because it was such a huge moment. Like, I had people on my timeline going like, "I I don't even go here," but like, "Yay for for representation or whatever." Yeah. Like, you couldn't yeah. get it was just such a huge couldn't get away from thing. It. It's funny. I the the way I finally got like the scene spoiled was I saw a clip of it uh, somewhere. It might have been even on my own timeline and not the Monster of the Week feed. Yeah, um, that's where I got spoiled. Yeah, and I clicked on it, and because God bless them, because Supernatural blocks every shot the exact same way mm-hmm. <laughs> just two actors from the shoulders up i clicked on it not realizing it was like this mega scene <laughs> and i'm watching for a second going what episode is this from yeah, have i and seen this it, <laughs> and then it did the thing i was like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> what? that's really funny uh i managed to avoid any sort of like audio stuff so i saw gifs of this i saw like stills of this um it was really really hard making um like our, our the, the music videos that we've made for Monster of the Week have always had like some Destiel stuff like throughout mm. them, um, and searching for those kind of clips, um, on the the big GIF site means that you're just gonna stumble across stuff. So I had seen it, um, but again, like I knew the thing that was going to happen, right? Like I I knew like a bare sentence of what was gonna happen, um. But going through in context with this episode, I'm so glad like I didn't have anybody just sit down and explain it to me because it was mm-hmm, still mm-hmm. just as absolutely riveting and emotionally devastating as it was if I had known nothing about it. And in a way, I'm kind of glad I did. <laughs> like Otherwise, yeah. like I don't know because there's people in our discord saying like, oh, I couldn't like do anything for two days. Like I was I was in such a, a level of shock and amazement that this they finally did this, that they finally stop you know gaslighting us they finally stopped queer baiting us and and, and actually mm-hmm. did the thing that i just couldn't function like I, I just i had nothing to do and i'm glad i at least like could walk could stand up and be like okay time to time to have some lunch <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or whatever to, yeah yeah <laughs> i had to i was feeling all lightheaded i was like i could go eat yeah. <laughs> too many emotions <laughs> to be feeling it this morning um yeah, no. All right. You want to talk about it? We're, we're 45 minutes into into preamble here. Well, we uh we 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 normally thank the patrons, so we'll quickly thank all of our patrons at patreoncom monster of the week. If you want to come hang out with us, uh we are currently planning to do some some rewatches. Um so I guess once this episode is out, it'll be too late cuz we're watching it Saturday before it comes out. But uh if you want to join us in the Discord and watch some of these episodes the week before they come out, uh, you can do that. We're going to organize some of that. Um I'm going to try to jump in there and talk as much as I can. 
Um, I, and like, don't feel bad if you don't want to watch certain episodes or not watch separate episodes. We, we totally understand. Uh, but check it out. Patreon.com slash Monster of the Week. Chris, what has been happening in season 15 that we need to know about? Oh, boy. Last time on Supernatural, things were moving ahead with the plan to destroy Chuck, even if it meant sacrificing Jack in the process. But as Dean focused in on the mission, Sam and Castiel looked for another way, discovering Billy's ambition to become the new god in their search. Meanwhile, Chuck has returned to Earth to to his final universe, and despite her attempts at reason, Amara is absorbed by Chuck, leaving us with a super-powered, super-pissed-off god. I love it. We are recording about Season 15, Episode 18 despair this was written by robert barons and directed by richard spite jr spate jr excuse me this aired on um right near chris's birthday on november 5th 2020 yeah y'all hogging the ball i was like supernatural community is gonna show up big for my for my 30th birthday or whatever it was it's um no everyone was grieving everybody was absolutely grieving and also like the election (laughs) was happening like it was a wild time on twitter for all of this yeah um With the plan in full motion, Sam, Dean, Castiel, and Jack fight for the good of the common goal. Uh, Somebody forgot to tell the person who writes these what the episode was about. Absolutely. Yeah, Um, I guess so. My one complaint about this episode, and it happens at the very beginning, I can just get it out of of the way, uh, is that we left off with Chuck uh, in episode 17 um, doing something to Jack to make him collapse, to make him die. Uh, And at the end of the, when we recorded last week, I said, I can't wait to find out how they're going to resolve this. And the way they do it is just Chuck just disappears. He just fucks off for some reason. So we yeah. start the episode with them just dragging Jack upstairs uh, into the command center. Um, Sam's like, get, get him a chair, Sammy. He needs a lot more than a chair. Yeah, he's about to literally make a cosmic explosion. He's about to make a cosmic mm-hmm. black hole of energy. Uh, I don't think sitting down is going to do it, Sammy. Um, um, Jack is begging them to uh, take him outside so when he explodes he'll at least be maybe away from them in some case, in some way um, and he's begging them and this is pretty powerful too where he's kind of crying saying don't let me hurt you uh, and of course Dean is just absolutely freaking out let's find something from Marita let's do magic let's, yeah. let's do something it's interesting where, where Dean's first thing he yells is what do we do like he's looking to Sam for help um, and there's this like moment of like he almost seems like a kid for like half a second where he's just so overwhelmed by everything because dean just had to turn off all the gears he had to allow jack back into his heart (laughs) the hate machine stopped turning a little bit um and then he has to get that thing fired up again because he's like all right what do we do spells this that um he's got to start trying to move again uh and that's when billy appears uh, with scythe in hand and she is pissed um also i don't know if you picked up on this chris she's pregnant during this I had no idea. She uh, she posted on Twitter that she was uh, pregnant during the filming of this with uh, the first baby Reaper, which I thought was extremely cute because Lisa Barry is Interesting. very cute. Interesting. Uh, Billy shows up and, uh, of course, they're like, you know, this was Chuck's plan all along. And she's like, no, Chuck found out because of what you did. Uh, and that's a real interesting, like, hair to split. And I don't think that it is true. Like, I... I don't see that anything the boys did would have tipped off Chuck. Like this all seems like what Chuck wanted to do. The thing that seems like the only thing that seemed to go wrong in Chuck's plan is Dean not killing Sam Dean coming to reason. Um, So I don't, I don't think that's as true. I think Billy is lying. Yeah. I think Billy, I mean, Billy does also doesn't really know Chuck the way that they do. Mm -hmm. Um, She's not, like the original death you know she's a reaper who who took this role i think maybe she doesn't quite realize or is just kind of dismissing um the effects that that chuck's sort of destiny has or i don't know maybe she's just unwilling to believe that she was ever really a part of it 
she they, they're kind of freaking out. Everybody's yelling. Um, she says that she's unable to stop Jack's condition, but she can do something. Uh, she walks over and grabs him by the chin, and then he just disappears. No shit. Mm. Where did Jack go? Uh, it is not long of a wait before we find out that he went into the empty where he sees the shadow uh, in front of him. Um, the shadow realizes what's about to happen as Jack continues to deteriorate, deteriorate even further, and then he explodes. Um, yeah. He says, I'm sorry to the shadow, interestingly. Yeah. Well, Jack is just, you know, he's permanently it's sorry to everybody that he meets. <laughs> like, he's just that guy. Explodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was shocked at this. Because uh, I assumed that this meant that it would, that, that the empty is totally dead somehow, um, and Jack as well. Like this is this is a one two punch that I was like, holy fuck! Like what are they going to do now? Yeah. yeah, I I wrote down that Jack's last words were "I'm sorry" because I wondered are those his last words? You know, mm-hmm. um, but of course I was wrong. But Billy just says, "Yep, just like that, it's done." Um, maybe um. Maybe Jack is dead. She doesn't know. Maybe the empty or the shadow is dead because the empty is not quite as strong as Chuck and Amara were. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows what the hell happened? She also says that uh, because they accused her of saying, she said, you know, you said that Jack would die when he used it. And he, she said, no, I said that it was fatal. Uh, and, and Castiel is like, oh, it would cause a chain reaction. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I don't understand the difference here. Like, was there some way that jack could have done something to oh yeah i think i I think her difference here is that it's supposed to be like if he does it he will most likely die in the process because he's doing it uh to a very high level boss right he's gonna get Uh, some some counterattack damage or whatever but you do it to a lower level boss yeah you might survive it's it's like a parry attack you what you're saying yes yes yes. god's gonna parry you but he's gonna still take that splash damage anyway and he's gonna go down yeah it's an automatic Um, parry that parry might be enough to kill you just you just don't know you don't know if your hp is high enough you gotta you gotta yeah yeah. he does 99,999 damage yeah which is why i have with just a parry with just a parry so you know um uh she also gamers says, love us. Fucking gamers <laughs> love us. Uh, she also says that the empty is going to be extremely mad and that she's going to be coming after mm. death. Um, but of course she can't, she's not really concerned because the empty is not allowed to go to earth unless the empty is summoned. Um, yep. This is the second time that they've specifically said this, maybe the third time they said this this season. So like at this point I was like, well, they're, the the shadow is being summoned to Earth. <laughs> the tonight. shadow is being summoned. Yeah, that's gonna happen. <laughs> this is this is fucking happening today. Um, and yeah, this I, I don't know about you at this point. Uh, I was struggling to keep up in my notes with all of the shit yeah. that was being talked about right now. Like it was a whole lot, and it was just the first five or ten minutes. Like it's nuts. It's like yeah, this is where Sam starts accusing Billy of being like you know you were gonna you were gonna screw us all over. We were all gonna die um eileen was gonna die i was gonna die like everybody who should be dead would be dead um and and what's to say that you weren't just gonna betray us again what's to say you aren't just gonna stab you in the back and billy's like nothing (laughs) nothing's to say i won't but you don't have a goddamn choice this is not a negotiation we're doing this yeah because her and her her angle is if you don't give me the book that you stole from me back uh then there's no way for you to get jack back uh i'm your only way into the empty um, and you know, he may be alive. He may not be, but you'll never know if you don't give me the book. Um, and we find out very quickly that Jack is alive. Uh, he's in the empty. Uh, he's no longer has the, the yellow, like power breaking thing over his eyes. He looks like just like normal dude. Uh, we're going to find out subsequently that he's lost all of his powers when he did this, um, which mm. huge bummer. 
and unfortunately, this has not killed the shadow of the empty either. Um, no. The shadow puts itself back together and is pissed. Yeah. Um, back in the bunker, Sam hands over the book um, or like drops it next to her passive aggressively. Um, and she looks through it and she sees that it has a new ending. Chuck's book now has a new ending because things have changed and she smiles. This is this is apparently a good thing for her. Couple of, a couple of points about this scene that I like. Uh, when Sam walks over to give her the book, he just drops it on the table. He doesn't hand it to her directly. Um, and then in full petulant child like mode, he goes over and like he sits against the wall in a in a corner. I yeah. don't know. Did you yeah. see that? Like he just goes he and sits like sits down. He just like sits down and is like, yeah. I'm Winchester. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> odd that he kind of curls up on this little stone step. Right. It's a it's just a weird moment where he's like, yeah. I didn't want to give that book back. That's my book. Yeah. That's how Sam Winchester uh, talks now. Everybody. That's that is how he talks. I think. Um. Yeah, there's so much happening here. Notes are absolutely frantic. Notes are uh, crazy. Um, uh, the empty, the empty is is a back. The shadow, the shadow's back. It starts attacking Jack, saying, "You know, you did this. You made it loud." But just then, Jack is pulled away, pulled out, pulled out. Yep. Does Billy? Does Billy pull him out? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I love the line that the the shadow tells Jack, "You did this. You made it loud." Um, mm-hmm, they. Mm-hmm. They've done a relatively good job, and this has been a complaint, I think, of yours and mine over the years about Supernatural, of just kind of um, demystifying some of their cosmic entities a little too much. Yeah. Like uh, we, we talked about this with Chuck and maybe a little bit with Amara, um, definitely with Lucifer and a lot of the demons. Um, but they've done a really, really good job of keeping the empty, like, fucking weird. Like, I just want yeah. it to be quiet in my little, in my little world where I, you know, just listen to angels and demons screaming in their own private hell. Uh, but like quietly, <laughs> yeah, so. but, quiet, but like shit, like so I don't have to hear. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. always canceling headphones for that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but the rest of it, you know, I need, I need, need to keep quiet. So when the when the shadow runs over and like grabs his head and is like, you made it loud. Like a great, great line delivery from Rachel Miner, but also just great line. Like that's really, really cool. So yeah, yeah, and into this, still into this. Um, okay, so then as you know, Billy is leaving the bunker god this is literally chaos in my notes dude this is um, i mean it's don't stop at this point like there's no rest at all like everything is yeah, just so going. apologies if we just completely get something wrong it's just a little crazy there's more important stuff to focus on but uh before billy leaves uh dean says fuck this grabs her scythe and and does a big old gash into her like the side of her arm or shoulder um yeah. it's it, it's a pretty it's a pretty nasty wound right there and she's uh she's so shocked at this that she drops the book and then disappears herself leaving jack behind whereas mm-hmm. uh when she pulled jack in she had she had said like oh he's mine he is still useful somehow so uh even without his powers like he is would apparently will still be useful in some way maybe to kill chuck or maybe not to kill chuck or maybe to reboot the universe we don't know but like there's something jack is, can do something in the next couple of episodes probably yeah um, um the next shot it's nighttime we get a rare outdoor shout shot of the bunker then we come in we find dean drinking alone at the table sam comes to join him in, in his pajamas um you know neither of them can sleep they share a whiskey i can't sleep <laughs> can i have a um, drink can i can you tuck me in um <laughs> come kiss me on the forehead <laughs> <laughs> dean uh dean starts apologizing for how he was Sorry, last episode mm-hmm. um he said it was like he just couldn't stop you know he was he was in the zone with all this stuff uh they were so close to beating chuck 
uh, and nothing else mattered and he couldn't snap out of it. Uh, and Sam rightfully points out, well, you did snap out of it and you've snapped me out of worse in the past. So it is what it is. We got through it. We got, I got through to you and that's all that matters. Uh, and Dean kind of responds to this with a little bit of pessimism of like, you know, Chuck is more powerful than ever. Billy wants us dead. Uh, Jack is completely depowered. Michael isn't returning our prayers. Um, I hate when they use prayers like that for some reason. I don't know why. I just, a, a lot of times they, they just use weird jargon and I just wish they were like, Michael isn't returning our phone calls. I would be more happy with, he's mm. not returning our prayers. It was very strange. Um, and Sam kind of responds in an optimistic fashion of like, Hey, what, we're we're group. We're we're gonna figure this out. We'll do this somehow. We'll regroup somehow. He says, and Dean raises his glass and he says, "To somehow." Uh, I like this scene a lot. It's one of the rare moments of Sam and Dean just um, sitting by themselves, like kind of contemplating things. Uh, and mm-hmm. it made me wish I was making another supernatural music video. And then I slapped yeah. my hand as soon as I said <laughs> it. No, Jeremy. No, uh, so much work. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, so you got you gotta you gotta give yourself a break. Um, yeah, it feels like they're on equal footing here. A lot of times. Um, I think the show has kind of had them at odds or like one higher or lower than the other. But here they just feel like equals, which is how I think it should have been for for a long time now. But um, cut back over to Billy and she's back in her library. Um, there's a reaper there who's, who's upping the warding, making everything intense. Uh, and she's, she declares that the plan has changed, whatever that is. I uh, I was... I was kind of weirded out by this because uh, the guy is like, we're going to make sure nobody can get in again. And then Dean later just gets in in the exact same way that they got in before. <laughs> like this yeah, guy sucks at his job is what clear, I want to say. Clearly doesn't matter. Um, unless she's trying to bait Dean to come back in. So she's like, take that warning down. Cause uh, we, we need to let them, maybe but, so, but they maybe didn't so. say that. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, then we see Charlie, a rare uh, or unexpected um, uh, guest star on this. Um, and she's eating breakfast with her new hunter girlfriend, Stevie. Yeah. Um, Stevie, of course, you know, uh, this is alternate Charlie. So from, uh, from apocalypse world and, uh, Stevie is also an apocalypse hunter. She's one of the refugees that came over when Sam and Dean rescued everybody. Um, uh, it, this is really, really sweet. Um, there's like, Hey, you shouldn't be cleaning guns on the table. I'm making breakfast. Okay. Oh my God. These are the best eggs I've ever, I'm going to make you make these for me every single day. Uh, and then poof, Stevie is gone. Uh, just disappears, just disappears. And, uh, and then we cut to, um, a little while later when Sam and Dean are there. Um, and Charlie is explaining that, uh, alternate Bobby is the one that introduced them. And it was over a gin case. Uh, she's extremely shaken up by Stevie disappearing. Uh, she didn't hear anything. She didn't see anything. She didn't feel anything. There was nothing. None she of the usual smell markers. Anything. Yeah, yeah. No, no brownies. <laughs> no, no weird eggs. Um, she just vanished. And the boys are are Sam and Dean. Like look at each other. Like how in the fuck are we going to explain this to this woman? Like yeah. why? Why? Yeah. Like a, just another thing that we have to do. Um, but before they do that, we cut outside to Castiel and Jack. Yeah, who's like, we had to wait outside. We didn't want to overwhelm Charlie. It's a lot of people. Uh, Castiel finally asks Jack, hey, how are you doing? Jack responds with, how long have you been waiting to ask me that? Which is such a Sam or Dean response. He's more um, Winchester every single day, Chris. Yeah. But Jack says that he, um, oh, well, uh, Castiel is like, well, I didn't want to overwhelm you. Just like they don't want to overwhelm Charlie. Uh, and Jack says that he feels really strange. Um, and he doesn't know if it's because of what happened. Or if he feels like, you know, with losing his powers or whatever, or if it's because it's over this, this destiny, this, this path that he's been on is over. Um, and he says that he was ready and willing to die for them. 
for the world to to find his absolution to be forgiven for everything uh and now he just doesn't really know why he's here uh i I love this because this is uh i mean the title of this episode is despair um and this is i mean maybe now the second or third example that we've seen of of these characters going through uh the despair like going through this Mm -hmm. emotion um and the way that castiel reaches out i think is incredibly well written and very sweet uh he says you know you never needed absolution from us you know you never needed anything we didn't care about you because of your grand destiny or or your powers or anything we we cared about you because you were jack you know you that you were our family um and i think castiel even says like me and sam in the senate like he excludes dean from this which is very <laughs> funny to me um, it's like you know dean's been going through it a little bit yeah so. <laughs> I, I wanted to i wanted to watch it a second time and kind of pick up on some of the smaller clues like that because uh, i wouldn't be typing up notes at the same time but I, I just didn't have time today so um and i think that's i think that's very funny and also like very true <laughs> of like you know me and me and sam are totally cool with you jack dean is yeah. a little weird he's a little always, intense yeah, we always have been always have been on um, jack's like but what about dean he's like who uh, sorry, who? who who's dean? uh sorry uh dean <laughs> sorry jack you have to speak up a little bit yeah, i couldn't yeah. um oh uh anyway did you see uh did you see clone wars the no, jack's like you've never seen clone wars stuff <laughs> <laughs> are you watching the book of boba fett it's kind of weirdly bad right it's kind of it's kind of weirdly not good it's kind of weirdly not good. i don't i don't really Jackson, care please, anything about that character <laughs> please stop changing the subject i have depression i looked it up on twitter i have depression <laughs> twitter told me i had depression <laughs> um Jack is upset uh, and he tells Castiel this like that he doesn't have his powers anymore um and he says you know I'm I'm scared Cass and Castiel kind of grabs his shoulder um they don't do like a full hug here but they grab his shoulder and it's like you know I am too I, I I'm scared as well um and then we move back inside where Sam and Dean are explaining their fight with God and with these alternative universes with to with to Charlie um and telling her that like this fits into a pattern that we may we 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 have been seeing uh death is picking people that don't belong in this world like alternate universe mm-hmm. people or people that are dead uh and sending them back um great moment here from felicia day where she just acts her ass off for basically no reason like she doesn't have to go this hard <laughs> no she didn't the actress that plays kelly klein didn't have to go that hard felicia day didn't have to go yeah. this hard but she did she's she's really really upset because you know, she she finally kind of let her guard down, and you know, alternate alternate Charlie has was always like extremely reserved. Like it took her a lot to like reach out to even Sam to have like that conversation while they were watching a bug man pretend to be an old lady. Bugman, and, and yeah, the yeah, worst yeah. episode of Golden Girls I've ever seen. A bug man, a um, bug man. But mm-hmm. she's finally opened herself up. She let her guard down, and of course, it's just taking taken away from her and she lashes out at the winchesters a bit and says you know so what is, is she just some collateral damage in your war um and of course like there's no there's, there's no, no way to respond to that. to that yeah there's no answer to that thankfully bobby calls then and he's like listen they got greg greg um i thought they sam goes who's greg <laughs> who is greg <laughs> bobby goes how dare you uh, um, is it cousin greg is that you're talking about cousin no cousin not, greg? not not cousin is this greg? A Pete nerve situation <laughs> who is who is this guy i even wrote down craig so i don't know who the fuck this guy is Gary. I, got, I had subtitles on that's what's up oh um, cool 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 uh greg has vanished uh and now they realize oh shit and, like yeah nobody is safe and now sam starts bugging about eileen he's worried that something's gonna happen to her because she's not from apocalypse world but 
she was brought back from the dead. Yes. Um, it seems that they never really worry about themselves because uh, they're part of Chuck's, uh, yeah, Chuck's plan. Yeah. So um, at this, Charlie is like, go, like, just, just go, go help her out. Like, just, just do what you need to do. Like, Charlie does that quick 180 from I blame you for this to like, you're now experiencing the same pain that I'm experiencing. So you need to go. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. Like, I feel like this is, yeah. this feels pretty much in line with her character of being like, oh, like if you have a chance to save your person, you should go do that. Like, I'm, I think, I think even alternate Charlie is very, very practical in that, like those kind of things of just mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm extremely upset, but there's obviously nothing I can do about this right now. And if you have the chance to go save my lane, you should do it. Uh, everybody piles into the car and by everybody, I mean, team free will, uh, 2.0. Um, and it's completely silent. There's no music. Uh, all we see is Sam texting back and forth kind of frantically with Eileen, um, doing the worst thing that I think you can do as a boyfriend. Um, and I don't know their current relationship status. Yeah. Whatever, he's like, but- she goes, what's wrong? Just tell me. And he's like, I know, just wait. She's like, just tell me what's happening. No, hold on. We're almost there. I'll tell you when we get there. Like, no, like you got to tell her now. I know he doesn't know what to fucking do. The scene is so weirdly tense. Cause like you said, it's silent in the car mm-hmm. and he's texting. And I know Sam is used to being left on red like that's literally nothing new for him <laughs> he keeps getting he's responses though. <laughs> he's frantically texting her and she's responding and then the, the the three like dot 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 bubbles come up like she's typing and then nothing and that is like the biggest feeling i mean i'm used to it because jess will do that she'll start to respond and then she's like i'm not i'm not doing this yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I also don't, I, like a, I, really, I really don't think that he should have started this conversation with we need to talk either. Like, I think yeah. that was a bad opening line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah about what? About what? <laughs> Nothing. Just go outside. She's like, what the fuck just are you on, Sam Winchester? Like, just listen. Just listen to me, Eileen. We, we need to talk and we have to do it outside. It's, but, no, um, it's nothing big. Yeah. Um, this uh, is I, Eileen. Eileen stops responding and Sam gets it. I think that this is like the most relatable worry you can have because most of us text um, and most of us don't have. Uh, the kind of problems that the Winchesters do. So this is this is different. Um, but yeah, as they're texting and she stops responding. Uh, he looks at Dean. Dean steps on the gas without a word, uh, and and they rush to get there. We uh, I I, I kind of joked through that scene, but I I do want to just hammer home how how much I am like fully invested in Sam's worry and care for Eileen during this, and like the wordless gant- glance between uh Sam and Dean of like she stopped responding like he got it we gotta fucking go and him mm-hmm. step and dean stepping on the gas and the car zooming out of frame is is just fucking top tier like i am it's good stuff and again like I, I mentioned this at the top of the episode but like there's a difference between being spoiled and like having the context for the entire episode like i am on fucking pins and needles right now like i don't I yeah do no, not know. This, none of this context is there i didn't know this was happening yeah. this is you know so and they pull it, up it, it was tense they pull up sam jumps out of the car before it even stops he runs up like up the street a little bit and he sees her stuff on the sidewalk, including her phone. He picks up her phone. He sees she was texting like on my way out now at the car. Like, where where do I meet you? And she never finished sending the text. And uh, this is, I think, maybe. Sam Jared Padalecki has done some amazing acting work as Sam Winchester. Uh, I think he gets maybe unfairly compared to Jensen um, in a lot of different ways, especially when the show kind of pivoted it for it to be the the Dean story in a, in a, in a lot of ways. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one of those times where you're reminded like, holy fuck, this dude, this dude gets it. This dude, yeah. this dude knows what the fuck he's doing because his, his facial expressions as he literally, like you could almost like feel him push this down. And he says, if I let myself go, I'll lose my mind right now. Uh, and then he 
he turns, he literally pivots, like physically and mentally pivots towards uh, the rest of Team Free Will. And the only thing that he can lose himself in at this moment is helping other people. And he says, mm-hmm. we've got to find all of the hunters from Apocalypse World. We need to get them in a safe place. We need to find someplace off the grid that we can try to ward up and protect and, 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 and just try to prevent Deep Billy from coming after them. Um, and this is such a moment, man. Like I've, I've this Sam Winchester being like, I, I, this is just another fucking long, another fucking loss and a long line of losses just in my an- entire life. Another day in my life. Another day in the like, life of Sam fucking Winchester. And let's just keep going. I don't this, even. This reminds me of uh, of classic Sam big time. Yeah, um, absolutely. Even even that emotional turn, it just feels like there's that energy of 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 old Sam. Um, and. Yeah, it's it's a powerful scene. It's that switch. It's that you know we we. It's just another day in our life, and if we accept everything that's happened to us, we're going to crumble. So we won't accept it. We'll keep pushing forward. We'll we'll keep fighting. Um, and and they just okay. All right, let's start doing this. Dean says, "You go and do that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go kill Billy. I got her scythe. I'm gonna go take care of it." Um, where'd they put that site cast, is, is it in the Apollo like, is it, is I don't it, know do they like have to saw off the end of it is, like, it, how is they, it strapped I, I, to the roof I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like they left it at the bunker I feel like they left it at the bunker that I, thing's big I mean if um, they see my thing with leaving it at the bunker though is that that would allow Billy just to pop in grab it and pop right back out because she's, true, true, she's true, got full true, access true, 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 to the true, true. bunker like she she knows that Castiel doesn't have his own room there and she's suspicious you know what I'm saying like she she's she, very <laughs> suspicious about that um, is this a is this a romantic thing is it a just are they just being disrespectful <laughs> you gave Jack his own room, and he's only been here for like a year. Very difficult to tell. Um, but this is be both. Uh, this is also like a really emotional moment with Dean being like, you know, you 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 go do that, and then Castiel from behind is like, I'm gonna go with you. Um, and then we get like a brother hug, like a brother hug that made me think, hug. like, is this the last brother hug we're gonna get? Like, is this it? Because. Uh, and, and at the end of the episode, like the boys are separated physically from one another and I, we've only got two episodes left and I don't know, mm. it could be like, this could be the moment as I'm watching this, I'm realizing like, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Like this could literally be the last time we see the, these two, th- these two brothers interact with each other. And it made me really, really sad. Um, yeah. and I just I, like, just want to hammer home again, how like clear their characters are in this moment of Sam Winchester having this great personal loss and then just immediately turning it into caring and helping other people and Dean seeing his, 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 his younger brother, not necessarily in trouble, but in pain and immediately wanting to lash out at the person that's causing it. Um, just mm-hmm. phenomenal character work across the board. It's interesting because I, I'm thinking of the scene, I think it's season one where I don't know if it's the one where they go back to their old house, whatever, but but Sam tries to run back into the burning house when he thinks that Yellow Eyes is in there or Meg or whoever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dean has to physically restrain him because that used to be Sam. When Sam had a loss, he would throw himself into revenge, just like John. Um, and just like we've seen Dean do over the years. But Dean Dean held him back there. Now, it's like Sam has Sam doesn't pivot into that revenge. He pivots into like, okay, well, we have to do something productive. We have to help people. And Dean says, now I'm going to go mm-hmm. take care of that thing for you. Obviously, Billy's both their enemy. Um, <laughs> Dean wants to kill her on his own. But it was still like, okay, brother, you, you were going to handle this in the way that you need to handle it. And I'm going to go 
fight her. And I love that when Castiel is like, I'm going with you, there's no, no, Cast, stay behind. Yeah, me and he too. Says, no, I'm coming. To-. Like, it was just like, all right, we're boys, we're equals. Um, let's go get this. That, l- yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I, and I just, you know, building up over the last, like, since season 13, um, we made a lot of jokes about Chief Sam, but I think at the core of that joke is we really, really like the idea of Chief Sam, and we get more of that in this in just a little bit. But, like, and having also since season 13 or even before that, like having dealing with Dean's anger directly and aggression and his kind of pig headedness when it comes to it. I mean, we just saw it in the last episode where he was, he drew, he drew a gun on Sam just to make sure that he could get the monster. Right. So he could do the job. Uh, I I think that I, I just, I mean, this moment is a real like clear crystallization of all of the things that they have been building up to whether that was handled deftly or not in every single episode is a, mm. I don't think that, I don't think you can really make that claim, but they did it. Like the times that they, they got it. that shit right, like really pay off for moments like this in the finale. And I've wanted this since episode one of season 15. Mm-hmm. Like this is the kind of shit that I have, I've kept wanting that I've been missing from. And that's why I kept saying like, Oh, this, this feels like they don't care that it's the finale. Finally, right. they, they have started fucking caring about it. So. Finally, they care. It's and it, it's great. It, it really elevates the entire experience. Um, all right. From there, we next we see Donna. She's on the phone with Sam. Um, great to see Donna again. She's on, uh, she's driving D train. Everybody loves D train. Yeah, <laughs> she's um, she found a good spot where everybody can meet up. It's like in an old asylum somewhere. Um, uh, yeah, she's been contacting everyone that she could. She reached out to Bobby. He's reaching out to people. Like everybody, all hands on deck here. Everyone's working together. Jody and the girls. Um, everybody. T- yeah, everyone's going to gather everybody up as, as much as they can and, and get them safe. Uh, Sam tells Donna that she's not in danger because she has never died. She's good. Mm-hmm. She's she's is where she belongs. So she's she's all good. Um, we cut back over to Sam on the other side of of the phone here, um, and he's at a gas station or whatever, and he sees Jack sitting in the car, just kind of like completely despondent, completely depressed. Um, he found out about mental illness on Twitter, so he's mm-hmm. really taken that to heart. Um, he's been he's been on Tumblr. And, um, you know, he's been reblogging a lot of troubling posts. Yeah, um, absolutely. He just, he's, he's just been going through a lot. Like he got into like, it's like the, uh, the pastel goth, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. scenes. There's a lot of like cigarettes and like flowers and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's, Sam's a little worried. So he, he tries to cheer Jack up. He, he tries to give Jack something to do. So he's like, listen, Jack, I got to do research. I can't do that while I'm driving. So I need you to drive. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, spells and shit. Just get in the fucking driver's seat. <laughs> just get in the fucking driver's seat. I don't care if I've driven once before. It's fine. Um, but I, I like that it's it's this boost that that Jack needs. He he needs to feel useful. He needs to feel like he's doing something. And and Sam gives him that opportunity. And I, I, just another great moment of, of of Chief Sam, like looking at somebody, realizing, hey, I can help this. I can help this person, and and helping them like immediately, like without without question. Um, mm-hmm. At this, at, while that's happening, uh, Dean and Castiel burst in the bunker with this weird, like musical, like sting that was kind of <laughs> off-putting. Um, but Dean wants to grab the key to Billy's library uh, and then um, go in and either kill Billy uh, or or wreck the place until they get her attention. Like, not really a great plan, but like this is just right. the only thing they have. Um, and that's the thing; it's like you know, Castiel is not trying to stop him and say, "Hey, this is too dangerous." It's none of that because there's no time for that yeah. the longer they wait the more people are going to die so they have to act as quickly as possible even if it is like dean says just to create a distraction just to go mess the place up so that she comes back and stops doing what she's doing um it, it really is refreshing not to have anybody naysaying anybody's like opinion here um yeah. I, I think there's room for hey let's all get together and talk about a plan uh, but so many times in the course of the season it's been sam going no that's bad 
that's dangerous yeah. that it just it became kind of rote and so here it's just really refreshing that they're like we're gonna go kill billy you know sam's like i'm gonna go protect the innocents okay let's fucking ride and like there's no none of that mm-hmm. back and forth it feel, makes it gives it a Love sense it. of momentum and and pacing that is you know just makes you want to keep watching um yeah it's huge i was even um i was gonna text you like while i was watching this i was like this i you know i know what's coming i know at some point in this episode something big is happening but even outside of that all this other stuff i had no idea was like happening yeah. mm-hmm. it's huge this is a ton of like plot stuff happening There's a lot of really great moments going on um we continue that here where okay now everybody has, has met up at the silo where they're gonna camp out uh donna and sam are talking to each other um and donna says she's sorry about eileen we get another instance of sam kind of just pushing that down not a, just not going there right now dude I have, I, have, I have it in my notes that of course of course sam's not processing that right now uh and yeah. I, like i just just wonderful acting on jared padalecki of like not saying anything but just being like yeah and then like just like I, mm-hmm. I can't even deal with the i'm like with the i'm sorry's right now like don't even i can't mm-hmm. like just ain't even ain't even touching it yeah. and this is where he talks about how hey you know you and Jody and the girls, you should all be safe. This isn't going to affect you guys. You should, you'll, you'll be okay. So don't worry. We appreciate you guys helping out. Um, they're not on. You're not on death's list. You're, you're where you belong. So you're cool. Uh, and then Charlie pulls up, um, and they all head inside into the silo. Uh, and hey, Bobby's there. It's nice to see Bobby again. You know, and I, it bumps me out a little bit because they don't have the same connection with this Bobby. Mm-hmm. So there's not these like emotional moments. And Bobby was such a long time ago. Um. Like real, the real Bobby. I'm glad that he's around. I'm glad that we get to see Jim Beaver's face. Um, it just, uh, I, 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 I wish, I kind of somehow wish that the, the real Bobby was there and that they really had a connection with him. Um, but he's still in heaven jail, I think. So, yeah. And it, it feels really weird to have Bobby here right now. Um, I've not been a huge fan of uh, alternate world Bobby. Like we, and, we, and mo- mostly it's because we didn't get a lot of time to spend with him. Like we, he taught Jack how to box. Um, he stole a Mary Winchester out for a couple of dates and then ghosted her apparently because of his crimes in the other world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's really all we, 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 we've seen him do. Like we haven't, I wanted a, I wish that we had a dumb plot twist where in apocalypse world, we find out that that's the real Bobby and that sure. when he was put in heaven jail, he escaped to another universe. And this is him the whole time. <laughs> I, 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 you know, it's, and I'm fine. Like it, it doesn't matter because it, he's not, it, he's not a just, big part of the episode, but, um, right. It's, it's just good to see his face, I guess. But yeah, it doesn't really doesn't really hit the same and I've, it's it's definitely one of those situations where uh i think a couple of people have pointed out that uh, in a lot of cases they wanted to bring the actors back more than they wanted to bring the characters back um right, and it, right. it, it definitely feels like we want one we want bobby to be there for one last one last hurrah uh excuse me we want jim beavers to be there for one last hurrah as opposed to the, the whole uh you know bobby yeah. thing i mean and i guess in that case I'm, I'm if i had a favorite outside of like the cork like main people that we're with it's it's bobby i love bobby yeah bobby's great um, um i will say his, his little routine here where he's like you know you're the big man around here uh and they look around the room and sam realizes like oh like i put I'm out taller than everyone <laughs> i put out a i put out a flare and everybody showed up and this is a yeah. bunch of extras so it's a little like and they, they try to do the thing where they make the extras like um super sympathetic like we have a little family of hunters with a couple of like yeah. small children um, I don't we know see, what age yeah, we they see are. a small girl like loading a nine millimeter, and we're like, hmm. yeah, yeah, that's my life too, girl. <laughs> Sam thinks back wistfully on his own childhood. <laughs> Sam just walks over and hands her like a like a, a LSAT preparation book, and she's like, I don't. Is this a coloring book? I don't know what this is. What is LSAT? College. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to. Hey, have you thought about college? And like, she just hasn't even thought about the alphabet yet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, honey, go back to cleaning your gun. <laughs> she's like, he's like, are, have you thought about college? He's just like, I thought we were hiding from death. What does college yeah. have to do with this right What's now? Co- 
college. <laughs> um, uh, Bobby she also stands ha- back. Yeah, Bobby says, you know, everybody gets it. Everyone knows what's going on. They all know the deal. Yeah, and they're looking to you. You're chief, Sam. You're chief. You're the chief. Uh, Bobby's also concerned about the the toilet situation, but he brought a bucket, so we got that covered. Good job. Um, I would be concerned about the toilet situation as well. 100%. Uh, Sam has so. found one of Rowena's spells to boost the strength of the warding, maybe. Uh, we don't actually don't really actually know. Um, Jack is... This is a weird moment in this episode where uh, it's obviously just a little setup for future episodes where Jack mm-hmm. is like painting uh, the walls uh, with the wards that they are going to try to you know, paint on the walls to prevent death from coming to get them. Um, and Donna is there and like, he looks down and he sees a, like a plant and she's like, Oh, I don't know much about this stuff, but like maybe we should fix that so that things can't come in. And he's like, definitely. And when he reaches towards it, like the plant wilts and dies. Um, so yeah, we, something, something weird is happening. I feel like we've seen that before. I feel like Amara did that at some point. Uh, but maybe, I, I could be, maybe. I could be wrong on that. Um, yeah, there's some shit happening here. We don't, mm-hmm. we only address it, but it, it's something's happening. Um, cut back over to Cass and Dean who have just busted into, uh, death's library. Uh, Dean goes one way, Cass goes the other way. Um, you know, they, they kind of come at her from two sides and she does her whole villain line of, I guess this is the part where I'm supposed to say hello, boys. Turns around and says, hello, boys. Um, and, and here we go. Uh, Dean says, you know, I wasn't trying to kill you before, but now I am. Um, and goes on the full attack. Um, starts, you know, slashing with the uh, uh, scythe, with, with, with death scythe. Um, and he, she, Billy slams him across the room, starts force choking Castiel, and then grabs onto his neck and holds him up against the wall and says, you know, do you remember when you stabbed me from behind? Because I do. Uh, easy to forget that, you know, death probably has a personal grudge against Castiel in this. Um, mm. Dean comes running over with the scythe and in kind of a cool moment, she catches it with her hands uh, and you could see it starting to cut her, but she's holding it back from like the death stroke. Uh, and, and Dean is yelling at her. She's, he's like, you know, you need to stop killing my people. Uh, and then Billy surprises everybody in the room with, oh, that's not me. Um, yeah. A huge plot twist. Huge Everybody's plot twist. Because I, That's I not me. absolutely thought this was death the entire time. Like this, yeah. this twist yeah. was was something that I did not expect to see. And um, if it wasn't death, I guess, or if it was death, it would just have to be reapers going for people. So warding against reapers wouldn't have been as big of a deal. But now we just learned. Nope, that ain't what's happening. Yeah, they wouldn't have be. We should have known. Like we should have known. Like death doesn't disappear. People exactly. Right? So, yeah. uh, we we should have known. We should have known. Back on Earth, uh, Sam finishes the spell to strengthen the wards. It looks like it works. Like we see all the wards like light up with extra strength. Everybody's super cool with it. Uh, we jump back over to Billy, who says uh, it's Chuck that's killing people, uh, not not me. And then, sure enough, we jump back to the bunker where uh, slowly but surely everybody starts. Uh, it starts ghosting. with a little girl. Her her college entrance exam in one hand, hand her nine millimeter. They clatter to the ground, um, and then everybody, yeah, one by one, starts starts blinking out. And then we see Charlie go, and then we see Bobby go, and then it's just Sam and Jack and Donna left, and Donna should be safe, but it's it's not Billy doing this. So then we see Donna go. You know, this is a this is this is a really powerful moment, and uh, the scenes of Sam kind of looking around the room as one by one these people that he's promised to protect and done everything in his power to protect start disappearing, start you know presumably dying for all he knows, like disappearing from the earth. Um. This this works and is really really good. It is so, and I don't want to say this because I know I know you don't necessarily care about MCU stuff, but I know people do care about the MCU stuff. It is so fucking reminiscent of a scene from like a very 
humongous climatic moment in the MCU mm. movies that it's it's impossible to look at Donna going like Sam um I don't feel so good <laughs> and then disappearing uh-huh. I, you know I saw the uh, I saw the I am inevitable scene yeah. recently mm-hmm. I've heard it like referenced a million times so I kind of knew what it was um I don't know if somebody edited it in the, like the video I saw but he it's a goofy looking dude. dude <laughs> Out of context, there was absolutely no gravitas. It was just this fucking big old thumb looking purple headed idiot. And he's got trying to snap his fingers and then nothing happens. I was like, what a dork. He's he's got some chin nuts, man. Like he's got the big know, old chin nuts. I, I know that within context, I would get it. I've seen plenty of funny looking villains. Yeah. But I've I've heard that line so many times and I was like, that's a pretty hard line. Yeah. And then I watched the scene and I was like, that's funny as fuck. And I don't I don't necessarily think that they are like scene for scene copying stuff here but it is so reminiscent of that that i feel like anybody that has seen like those that that section if anybody has seen that movie um and i'm Mm-mm. it's so weird trying to be vague about this thing that came out like multiple years ago and i people get disappeared uh and i you know it's the, the whole time i was watching it i'm like are they really doing this <laughs> like the the <laughs> special effect of when people disappear isn't exactly the way that it happens in you know the marvel movies just because they don't have that disney budget it's it's, it's pretty fucking close there <laughs> like yeah. It's, it's, I, well, I, yeah i would i never would never would have thought of that but i mean it is basically the same thing yeah uh and i'm not i don't want this to, like how else are they going to do it right there's only so many ways to disappear right. a person like they're you know it's it, it, and they're doing it from a completely different context and everything like i'm not accusing this of like copying homework or anything i just i think that if you're an mcu fan and you're watching the scene you're like looking around the room to other mcu fans going is it is that the, is that this kind of the thing right um if chuck had showed up and said i am inevitable like i would have been like oh okay so they're definitely doing mm-hmm. the thing um mm-hmm. but instead he disappears Every, me, everybody in the room I'm surprised disappears. he hasn't said it yet it's surprising that he hasn't or at least taking credit for it um yeah <laughs> meanwhile uh billy tells dean that when he cut her in the bunker uh that it was a fatal blow and she pulls the jacket open and we see this like really gross green like wound that is spreading um mm. she doesn't care about killing dean's friends or family or his loved ones but she does want one thing before she before she dies she wants to see him dead uh she grabs the scythe she knocks both dean and castiel back and then begins to stalk after them uh they run uh, they go back through the door into the bunker so they get away from the library. Uh, I'm thinking about this right now as you're describing it. And I'm picturing like Mr. X in, in Resident Evil 2 100%. trying to uh, run to around this mansion and yep. stay away from him. And you just hear these thudding, powerful footsteps coming behind you. Like, I actually just like, got a little scared. <laughs> I, thinking about Billy just thundering down the hallway with the with the scythe. And, it's whoo! good. It's it's real, real good. There's a point where she like scrapes it against the wall. Um, and it's like, it's so sick, dude. Don't you want to? Embr- she was doing it the whole way. <laughs> don't you want to embrace death? Isn't it time? Like that kind of thing because like i really feel like it's this this exact moment that he probably would (laughs) they don't spend a lot of time on this but for the very little that they do it's like it's very good it's horror and it's good yeah uh dean Dean and castor in the bunker dean is all out of ideas he doesn't know what to do uh Billy shows up on the like railway above him and grabs his heart. Dude, she's standing in the shadows with her hand like gripped up as she like starts giving Dean a heart attack. Basically, she looks cold as fucking ice. This um, I don't know if this is a thing, and I could be reading deeply into it, but like not long ago, you and I rewatched um. Or actually, we may not have rewatched Faith yet on our commentary episodes. I don't remember. We I guess we haven't watched Faith yet. Um, 
but this really reminded me didn't he go through like a heart attack thing in faith in season one like that was the kind of the first way that he died or almost died oh or? yeah he gets uh he gets electrocuted in in water in like a puddle there's like some weird electrical monsters oh, that not, they fight that that quite what i was shocks thinking him and yeah it gives him it gives him a heart attack. it does give him a heart attack okay well I'm, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I could be i could be misremembering but I, but it feels like i did I, I was curious if this was a, a specific callback because i was like i feel like i've seen dean die this way before like maybe they're doing yeah, yeah yeah because if he was now this is just the bacon this is just the bacon the uh the, <laughs> if this was the the thing that got me thinking about that the meat man that, cometh the meat man cometh uh if if this was like the original way that he was supposed to die, I found like a lot of really elegant symmetry Ooh. in in Billy making Ooh. him die that way, right? Like that was kind of what that, yeah. that was where my mind was going, and I don't I don't know if that bears fruit or not. So let's just say that's what she was doing. We we don't need to know head cannon, dog. That's what head cannon is head for. Head cannon. That's what head cannon is. I finally understand. Uh, he collapses. Uh, Castile grabs him. He tries to get away. Um, her speech here is really, really good. It's you, Dean. It's always mm. been you. Death-defying, rule-breaking. You're everything I've lived to set right, to tame. You are a human disorder. Uh, I, I really like She says you are human disorder incarnate. Incarnate. That was what it was. Uh, you are a mental good. health disorder yeah. <laughs> incarnate. And Dean's like, that is true, but have you been on Twitter lately? Is yeah. that why you're saying this? That's not very woke, Billy. I'm just saying. You need to you need to be more polite with the way that you, ah, oh, that's my heart. Stop doing that. Yeah. Um, this is when Castiel manages to get them in the hallway, and we get our kind of Mr. X from Resident Evil scene where she's stalking them through the hallway, dragging the scythe, uh, taunting him, saying, don't you think it's finally time? Uh, Castiel manages to get them in a room, grabs Dean's knife, uh, cuts his palm, draws a, a ward on the wall, seals it, um, and then that blocks Billy from being able to touch Dean, so he's better. Dude, she's just pounding on the door. Uh, this when she begins to hammer on the door, man, like it's 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 serious business. Um, Cass just wants to wait her out until she dies. Yeah, which I mean, because she's gonna right, like that's their only plan right now. Uh, uh, and Cassie says we're going to try to wait her out and if we can't then then we'll fight her when she comes through and Dean is like if we fight her we're going to lose yep. like we have I just led us into another trap and this is where the episode title despair comes for Dean where he just feels completely hopeless here he uh, he feels that he's the reason that they're there is because he was angry and all he wanted to do was something all he wanted was something to kill he went back to his his anger again because that's all he knows how to do uh, and he has this moment of clarity where he realizes, like, I, sh- I shouldn't have left Sam and Jack. Like, you know, I'd, Jesus, I'm getting kind of fucking emotional even talking yeah, about this. He, gets um, it. he says everybody should be here, and you know, or and everybody's going to die, and I, and I and I can't stop it. And it's still the in the whole time she's, you know, Billy is hammering on the outside. Death and, is literally knocking on the door. And, um, and Dean says, Dean just says, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, she's going to break through. She's going to kill Cass. She's going to kill you, and she's going to kill me. I'm sorry. Um, and this is, uh, I'm going to open a beer. <laughs> this is, I got to open the whoop. beer. This is where Castiel starts talking and I don't, we're not going to be able to do this justice. Um, Castiel starts talking. He starts saying how there, there is one thing that Billy is afraid of. One thing that's strong enough to stop her. And this is where Castiel finally reveals that when Jack was dying, Castiel made a deal to save him. When he experiences a moment of true happiness, the empty would be summoned and take him forever. Those are the conditions that Castiel believes um, have been set. Um, and he starts saying that he always wondered what his, his true happiness could even look like. Uh, and he says he never found an answer because um, the one thing I want, he says, is something I know I can't have. 
Um, but then he says, happiness isn't in the having. It's just in the being. It's just in saying it. And like, holy shit. Holy shit. Even out of the context of the show, this is such a beautifully written yeah. piece mm-hmm. about love that is like genuinely really valuable and it's such a really beautiful takeaway from the show and from the relationship itself. But Dean interrupts with just, what are, what are you even talking about, man? Like, he's so... This is this is unusual for Castiel. They yeah. are in like a life or death situation, and Castiel has stopped to say all of this. And Castiel, and Dean just he's he's trying to catch up and figure out what the hell is going on. Um, and Castiel says, "I know how you see yourself, Dean. The same way our enemies see you, hate and anger. You think that's what drives you, and everyone who knows you uh, sees it." I think I misquoted that, but the good, the bad, all for love. So just to stop there for a second. Castiel is saying, you think that you're all hate and anger. So that's what you project out to the world. And it almost comes back to like things that we've complained about in the podcast of, of Dean's behavior. It's like, Dean thinks that all he is is hate and anger. So that's all he projects out. That's, that's all he thinks he is. And that's all he makes himself out to be. Um, but Cass, Sam, the people who love him, um, even the fans, even, even, people who just love Dean Winchester, the character, they see through that. They see the real him, the good, the bad, and they they see all that love. They see who he who truly is. Um and Castiel's just as he starts breaking this down, that's what I think we're all starting to break down. I uh I want to linger on this moment again because he says something here that um you didn't specifically mention and I wanted to call it out. Um when he says, you know, I see you you see yourself the same way that our that our enemies see you. Uh you're broken, your daddy's a blunt instrument. Uh, oh yeah i think that's a it's a really powerful moment like that's a powerful line um because it if you if you pulled it out of context if you pulled it out and just like said it it could almost be like insulting or 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 teasing or or derogatory Mm -hmm. in some way like your daddy's little blunt instrument but coming from castiel it has the cadence of something of repeating something that you've heard back to somebody Uh like it's it's Uh something that i feel like uh and from the beginning, maybe not necessarily from the beginning, but when they, when, when Castiel and Dean became, joined the same side, when they, when they had the team free will moment, right? Like when they had the, you know, we'll just, we're just going to make it up as we go along. Uh, when they had that moment, from that moment on, Dean was always able to talk to Castiel about his emotions way more than just anybody else on the show with maybe the exception of Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlie mm-hmm. was such an obvious like sister plant that like they never did anything romantic with that whatsoever. Uh, but again, this, this moment, this, this, you know, I know how I see you, how you see yourself. It has the, the cadence, it has the rhythm, it has the feeling of something that you're repeating back to somebody that they have told you, except you're not using it to hurt them. You're using it to shine a light on it. Like you think that's your daddy's little broken instrument, but you're not like what I see mm-hmm. is, that you absolutely are doing everything for love. Uh, yeah. He follows it up with, "This is that is who you are. You are the most yeah. selfless. You raised, human- your bro- you raised your little brother for love. You saved the world for love. Uh, you were the most what caring, selfless human being I've ever met. And I really think that this, out of everything, is the, 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 the atom, the core fucking thing that Chuck can't change. And this is what Chuck hates. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. when you were talking about like Castiel being able to see Dean's like love, 
I think that that's why Chuck is so attracted to this Dean and Sam. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like this is the reason. But I don't. But, but Chuck is attracted to it, but he doesn't get it. Exactly. That's why he can't. That's why he can't plan the, it. If he if he knew what love was, or if he could factor in Sam and Dean's love for people, I think that he would be able to beat them. But he can't because so at the end of the day, ever at that last moment, they always went out. And I think the reason that is, is because of what we learned in the last episode, which is every other universe where it came down to something after, after he, after Castiel reached down to hell and pulled Dean up, they, those Castiels obeyed orders and this one didn't. And Mm -hmm. with that Castiel there through fucking all of the awful things, through the Leviathans, through partnering up with Crowley, through Dean Mm -hmm. being a demon, through Amara, through the big breakup, through dying and coming back to life and saving people and everything, that connection more than anything changed Dean so much. Uh, And this is where, you know, Castiel delivers the line, I cared about the whole world because of you. You changed me, Dean. Mm-hmm. And you can see on on Dean's face, like this is he, he's he, it's all coming crashing down. He's realizing like this is the moment of happiness that he talked about. That this is when it's going to happen. And Castiel looks at him and says, "I love you." Um, and Dean and Dean he, begs. Dude, he says, "He says you changed me, Dean." And then Dean says, "Why does this sound like a goodbye?" Yeah. Castiel says, "Because it is." And then says, "I love you, Dean." Jesus Christ. And man, like. Also, I just just to stop so. Uh, I love a lot of people, mm-hmm. family, friends, but I can't imagine saying anything like this or feeling this way about anyone other than, you know, Jess, you know, the person that I love romantically. It's that yeah. special person, the mm-hmm. special person in your life. I can't, I guess maybe a parent to a child could, could say something like this, which is really funny because I think my dad still sees their relationship that way. I'm always fascinated. I don't know. I haven't asked him about it. Fascinated with the way that Gary interprets the season. I brought it up. I said, oh, you know, a lot of people like see them together romantically. And he was like, oh, really? I always see it as more like a father-son thing. I'm like, who's who? Um, (laughs) Yeah, who's the daddy? Tell me who the daddy is, dad. (laughs) I had that in my mind watching this episode because I know my dad said this was like the best one out of the the last season. This was his favorite episode. so I, I had that in the back of my mind. I was like, is that how he sees it? Either way, I, I see it. I, the, I can only see it. One, one kind of love. Um, and regardless, it's like utterly beautiful and devastating. It's absolutely devastating because it's the idea that, and going back to that idea that Castiel said, like the happiness isn't in the having, it's in the, it's in the realizing, it's in the, it's in the saying, right? Um, mm-hmm. his ability to admit this to Dean, to be able to say this, even though he's, he said at the beginning, like, you know, I, the one thing that I wanted was something I know that I can't have. Like he was so afraid of rejection from Dean that he couldn't, but now he, he, he has found happiness in just the being and, and just that having the love and being able to tell Dean and that. getting to say it, getting to say it, being able to say, you changed me, be able to say, I love you. Um, I mean, just a, a a hugely impactful moment, and again, to like love. I don't think it really existed for Castiel. I don't. I don't think so. Dean. Like, I, I, I don't know if love exists for angels. I know that they've like played with that kind of stuff before, but I don't know if like not like this. I don't think it has existed like this. This feels like something new and unique, um, and that it you know this is this this bond between this human and this angel just altered the course of the entire <laughs> to, universe to love and be loved so much that you defy god absolutely i wouldn't defy god for autumn i mean she's great 
Don't get me wrong. She I, is I, great. I ain't doing it. I ain't gonna do it uh, unless it's unless I know I'm in a JRPG situation <laughs> that I'm suiting up. Yeah. I'm a square. I'm a square up with God. Uh, am I level? These hands? Am well, I level nine nine nine? If not, I'm sorry, Autumn. Yeah. You're you're on the side of the road. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. I don't um, know what to tell you. Um, I, but I, I I just I keep I, I, watching this scene. Um, and even you know we we've talked about it a bunch now but like we both knew that this happened like the entire internet right. knew was happening it became a meme instantly it distracted from for about 12 hours the coverage of the one of the most important presidential elections of all time it it took over the internet in a way that was crazy uh we couldn't miss it having this all in context having the build up and and, and think about like all of the things in their relationship that we've been doing over the last three or four years like the back and forth the 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 breakup the getting the back together the anger the lashing out the the prayers the 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 death um you know i, I just think of dean sitting outside that pyre just crying his eyes out uh i think of of him think of castiel showing up beside that phone bo- phone booth when mm-hmm. jack just summoned him back from the empty and seeing that for the first time and everything that's happened and like him leading to this moment uh and it's 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 so it's so big. It's so huge. It's so big. And I you know and that's, it's hard not to talk about like this on a fandom level too, because for years, we're talking like sixteen years at this point. Or not sixteen, I guess, you know, eleven years since Castiel showed up, that this has been it is it is it is literally the biggest like ship of all time. Like in in, mm-hmm. in so many different ways whether we talk about like number of stories on ao3 or the characters that should get together the most or just like everybody like it it feels like this is the biggest thing and to have the show go fucking out of its way to confirm it and like you said like there's no to me there's no misinterpreting this like when he says you changed me i love you there is no absolutely no way you can in shape or form that you can say, oh well, they they're just super cool friends. They're guys being dudes. Like, yeah. fuck it's that. Just, absolutely hey, not. Hey, is it is it gay to tell your homies that you love them? In this case, <laughs> yes, it fucking is. Yeah, it's super yes, gay, it and it's super great. Like, fuck, it's I, beautiful. The only um, thing that can make this better it, is if there was a, a fucking pride flag behind them. That would be the only thing yeah. that would make this whole scene yeah. better. Um, the and the performances, the performances. It's like Misha crushes it. This is this is probably the best thing he does in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge. Um, it's Iron Rod Castiel, but like bringing out the Iron Rod emotions to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jensen crushes it. He says like three things, and it's like. It's like uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's it's these little like slivers that like he can't breathe and they just kind of like slip out of his lungs while while he's listening to Castiel of why does this why does this feel like a goodbye? Uh, what do you what, what's going? What are you saying, man? Like he he can't even like wrap his head. Like who who has ever said anything like this to Dean ever? We've never ever. we've never Sam, we've Sam never seen said this. some like nice end of the world stuff of even last episode. He's like I could always count on you, Dean. You, you always took care of me. What blah blah blah. Like this he's heard some really nice stuff from from sam but they have a really fucked up relationship he's never heard this from an outside source i can't imagine lisa ever said anything no, like this to him not at all. his parents never said anything like this to him like what no other relationship he's ever had has anyone ever said anything like this to him this is the, so for me this is the first time that dean winchester was ever really hearing somebody say i love you like well and truly and like i love you you know pulling the parrots in for a second like he's had emotional conversations with mary winchester both i'm sorry i'm so sorry to interrupt i forgot dean has experienced this before with kevin yeah that was it was it was so i'm sorry so okay so he has her he has felt this once before you know i mean you gotta get you gotta get your high school crush out of the way you know what i'm saying like that's it's 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 hot but it burns out fast and then you find the real one afterwards um 
having this like his relationship with his parents being so convoluted and weird and like when they brought john winchester back for episode 300 and he was john winchester from way back when and like the best he could do is like i'm proud of you son um yep you know that's that's not what this is and it's not it's not a family i love you it's not a friend i love you man it's you know with the three backpats and the and the get on your way kind of situation um i mean this is a this is a, a very basic i love you and i've accepted every single thing about you i i you know you are that person to me and Dean and I think Jensen gets a lot of credit for this for you know quote unquote micro expressions or whatever but like Dean is just shocked he's shell shocked in the face of all of this of like I I have no idea how to respond and like you said he this is nobody's ever said this to him before he's never felt this before at all you know I I could definitely see Sam having not to this degree but like you know he he didn't have his parents, but he had, yeah, Jessica a little bit. I'm not going to say that their relationship was like this, but I could imagine Sam being in a relationship with somebody who like loves and accepts him. Um, Cause he just, you know, went to like a liberal arts school or whatever. And it's not a liberal arts school. Mm-hmm. Um, I could just imagine Sam having heard this somehow. And in, at the same time, it's like, because Dean had that like almost parental relationship with him. It's like, I could feel like he knows that Dean loved him like, like this, not, well, not like this, but loved him and accepted him and all this stuff. Like, I feel like he did get a little bit of that. Um, not to this extent, but I feel like he's, he's had some of that, but again, for Dean, I can't, I cannot imagine him ever experiencing what he's experiencing right now. He's, he's like fucked up. Like, even if Castiel just like said that and then was like, all right, I'll be in the kitchen. Um, Oh, like, I still feel like he'd be like just as fucked up. Absolutely. Like if they had managed to have this conversation outside of life and death, death and, you know, climax moment, I feel like this would would have fucked him up even worse, maybe because he would have had to like deal with it afterwards. He would have Castiel there that he would have to you know talk to you afterwards. Uh, this just completely explodes Dean's world. And real quick, because I just want to jump to it um, at this exact moment, like a portal to the to, to the empty opens up. Billy breaks down the door. The empty reaches out, grabs yeah. both of them, pulls it in. The and- last words that he says, he Castiel says, "Because it is, I love you." And then, and all Dean can say is, "Don't do this." Don't Cass, do this. He Please knows do this. He knows something is going to happen. But Dean lays on the floor like he's he. And oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase. Yeah, yeah. So Castiel, Castiel has Cass- just found his happiness in that moment. He found his yeah. he found his happiness. He says goodbye, and then he grabs Dean and he tosses him. And I don't. I'm sure you saw this. But D- but Castiel puts a bloody handprint on Dean's arm, just like the scar he left yes, when he pulled him out absolutely. of hell. It's like when I noticed that, I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" It's so on the nose, but at the same time, it like punches you right. Oh, in the dude, heart. I love it. I think it's I think it's a, a really nice moment. I, I love it to death. Um, and Dean is left alone in this room. Um, oh, okay, sorry. I got like Castiel pulled him out of literal hell, and I think that Castiel just pulled Dean out of his personal hell that he's been living in ever since. Okay, um, love it. I think offering him that that unconditional, full love, he pulled, and then he pulls him out. He's literally pulling him out of the way of, of death. But I think he just pulled Dean out of his personal hell with that confession. And of course, Dean doesn't get to. Um, I presume we're never seeing Castiel again, and I presume that Dean isn't spending the rest of his life with him. So D- they're not going to be together in that way. But I think that Castiel just pulled pulled Dean out of hell again. I would be curious um, what the end of the show look, really looks like because uh, to me it could go one of two ways of, you know, D- Dean turns this in on himself and is like, I've got to save Castiel. Like I've got it. We, mm-hmm. We're going to break into the empty. We're going to get him out of there. We're going to, we're going to bring him home. He's, he, he's this person to me now. He's, he, he is, he is, he is my partner now. Um, or there's a, there's an alternate way of taking this of like this, this person sacrificed themselves for me. Um, I, 
I have to let go and open myself up to these kind of emotions and these kind of relationships with other people to honor that sacrifice. Um, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know that the show is really going to do either one of those, to be honest with you. I mean, we'll have two episodes left. and I have a feeling that the show is like, okay, clean that one up, moving on Exactly. To the next. Yeah, yeah. Just like I don't think we're going to see Bobby and Charlie coming back, right? Like, I don't think, I no. think we're done with a lot of that stuff, and they're, they're kind of sweeping some stuff. And it's really weird to do that two episodes before the ending, um, but I'd, I would be curious, like, you know, I'm sure a bunch of people have written a bunch of fan fiction about, you know, uh, the post of this episode um, and what happens and how Dean handles it and what, 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 what goes on in his mind. For now, the thing that I want to talk about the most is uh, Dean collapses on the floor. Um, his phone rings. It's Sam. Um, he looks at it like he's never seen a fucking telephone before. I don't know if we said it yet, but the empty came and, and claimed both Billy yes. and yeah, Cass. Yeah. Okay. Claimed both of Pulled them. Pulled him into the wall. It's a cool looking effect. It's yeah. super um, good. Um, it's my it's my headcanon that Castiel is going to defeat them both because Billy's dying. Hand to hand combat, absolutely. Hand to hand combat. The empty mm-hmm. empty got hit with a bomb earlier. Sure. So I feel like Cass is coming out on top here. Uh, uh, Iron Rod Castiel. He brings out that you know he brings out the Iron Rod energy and he takes he takes him down. But he can never be summoned to Earth because he is now the shadow of the empty and he. Yo, nobody, that's and, like I know that's like a happy it. ending, but but that's tight as fuck. It's tight as fuck. <laughs> he, he, Castiel becoming the shadow of the empty is very depressing. Dude, the shadow of the empty as like and then three thousand years from now when um uh the cursed undead or whatever the fuck it's called mm-hmm. comes into you, you enter that boss room and it's just the empty it's all black and yep. there's one flickering fire back mm-hmm. there and it's Castiel and he's become this strange hulking beast with angel wings that you had to defeat. I love. It. I'm a bit perfect. Um, but the moment I the, the, really the moment I want to get to is is Dean sitting there on the floor, like looking at, at Sam calling him, uh, like for he's never seen a phone for all of the world before in his life. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't even know how to shell-shocked. use it. Um, he just got the best dick of his life and now he's 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 just got ghosted. <laughs> and to, sorry, to, sorry, too much, too far, too far to me. Uh, and I put this in the discord because we were people knowing that you had seen the episode today. Like we were all kind of just going crazy about it because a lot of people have a lot of emotions about this episode. Understandably. So, uh, to me, this is Dean Winchester as he's, as you can kind of see him like wildly looking around, like he's not like full on forlorn depressed. He's not like, like looking down, like he's just kind of, it's like getting the best news of your life. And then immediately um, having it take it's, and, it's like it's like a yeah. fucking Alanis Morissette song. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Let's not do that. Um It's dude, it's like rain on your wedding day. Like that's the if I had to compare it to one thing. Rain on your wedding day. It's like getting yeah. a free ride, but you've already mm, paid. Like, you know that. what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I described it in the Discord as like having this like in- incredible euphoric high and then getting the worst news of your life at the same time. <laughs> to me, it's it's Dean Winchester um sitting there and reviewing like i think a lot of people do uh whether it's because of mental health issues or whether it's because that they self-doubt or, or whatever he is literally reliving every single moment every single argument every single slight every single mm-hmm. thing that has ever happened between him and castiel and revisiting it in this new light and and just fucking dying inside just and just crippled and, by ju- it, yeah. and just realizing like i had this in front of me but I was too angry. I was too. I, I was too blind. I was too stubborn. I was. I was not willing. I was too scared. I was too. I, I just wouldn't accept it. And going through every like going through the breakup from earlier this this season, like I don't think you get mm-hmm. here without that. As much as we kind of didn't like it at the time, um, it this justifies that entire arc and those and all of those characters' feelings for one another. Um, and I feel like at the time you had this. You, you had a, a really nice way of like thinking like did dean thinking did i go too far when i when i shoved him out the bunker um and here like he's like 
absolutely was it fucked up that we never gave him his own room yeah (laughs) but here he's absolutely (laughs) just dying at every single interaction and imagining how much he failed castiel in light of castiel having loved him this entire time and realizing that like oh shit i absolutely love this dude back and now my chance is gone and he sacrificed himself for me and I, I feel like Dean is basically going to be useless in the next two episodes. Like, I feel like... I don't know how he's going to... I don't either. I feel like he, we're going to see the most... How's he going to tell Sam? <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, like, what do you say? Not just that Castiel died, but like, how do you even... How do you... You can't. You can't. You can't make somebody else feel what that was. Um, um, and, and also, like... We, we cut out of the here for one second. Yeah. And we're going to come back to Dean in a second. Mm-hmm. But for one second, we see Jack and Sam step out of the silo that they were in. Nobody else is around. We see shots of the gas station they were at these other places and there's there's nobody around which is that's foreboding or is everyone gone did chuck take literally everybody like what the fuck is going on um and then we come back to dean who is still ignoring his phone uh and he's kind of like curled up against the wall just sitting there um and you can't really hear it but the netflix subtitles kindly pointed out that dean is sobbing oh interesting yeah he's He's a wreck. Uh, and I think that we're either going to see him be almost useless or like extremely nihilistic in the next episode as he takes revenge on, you know, the, the empty and on Chuck for causing all of this. Um, I, I wish that he could see this in the, in the angle that Castiel did. I was just like, this is a, a moment full of light and truth and, and beauty. Um, but I don't know that he's going to be able to see that without, also feeling the the loss and the sacrifice. Um, I and again, like I, I just want to stress this in case it's not like very apparent. I I I I know that there's been like fights in the fandom about this scene and about this confession and about whether or not it's it's platonic or not. Chris, I just don't get it. Like I don't know how I don't, get it. I don't know how anybody could could look at this and look at Misha Collins acting with fucking tears in his eyes as he confesses i love you Listen, we talk You've about changed people me. talk about uh, yeah i, I we just, talk about authorial intent and i think a lot of uh fandom not just supernatural just in general people ignore authorial intent and i think a lot a lot of people say hey that's great you get to take whatever you want from this work that i created whatever it makes you feel um ignore the authorial intent it doesn't matter what the author wanted. A lot of people are the opposite. They want to know exactly what the author meant, and they only want to focus on that. Uh, and that's fine, too. Do, do whatever you want to do. However, I think the author meant in this case that this was not platonic. Yeah. I think that the author meant, I love you in a romantic way. I don't, that's my opinion. I don't care if you ship Peter Parker and Norman Osborn, but in the comic books, the dude's married to Mary, Mary Jane Watson, Like depending on what gear it is, obviously. like You can, argue, you can have your ships, <laughs> but like... In the in the book, it's it's a, it says it on the page, and I I don't know that there's a way that you could any more clearly, unless they actually got buck ass naked and started having sex at this point, or and started making out. Like I don't know Which that there was a way. Does feel like it would be a little inappropriate, uh, given the circumstances. I don't know, man. Tentacles are fun. Empty tentacles are good. Probably a good time. Who knows? Um, and I know that we've kind of. I think Chris and I are both like laughing and joking our way through this a little bit because it's a little emotionally raw. Like when I watch this, I, no, legit. Like when I watched this this morning, I legitimately got emotional. Yeah, um, me too. Um, uh, last week, or I guess a couple of days ago, when we did the last episode, I got really emotional with the with the Sam Dean speech at the at the end of that episode. But this one hit, hit me a lot more. Um, it's probably the most emotional I've felt watching Supernatural in a very long time. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Most of my emotions. Like the mo- like you know I I I haven't cried watching Supernatural in a long time. I probably need I probably need a good cry. Um, 
but the thing that used to really hit me were those really powerful for brother moments um because i think i really sought that validation through friendship i was saying this to you a little bit before like i used to seek this validation like between like loving friendships on this tv show and like loving relationships because i was like wished that my friends liked me more when Mm -hmm. i was younger you know like wanting that validation in my own personal relationships um i don't even remember where i'm going with this but uh, that stuff used to really get to me and and to see Castile kind of like become basically my favorite character over the last couple um, seasons and, and then to have this huge moment with him and be hit by a character that has never really quite hit me this hard before was, uh, was really something that was, it was, it is easier to joke about it almost than for us to actually get super serious and talk about it. But um, it's beautiful. And I said in the discord, it makes me want to like reevaluate the way that I, I treat the people that I love, you know, to like yeah. appreciate them more. Cause this, this speech is so beautiful and it's, you don't, you don't know when just, just love people. Just tell people that you love them yeah. because you could get eaten by the empty at any moment. I mean, appropriately don't, you know, <laughs> Yeah. Don't don't be, don't, don't like be weird. In, don't come into my DMs and tell me. Yeah, that you yeah, love yeah, me. yeah, yeah. If you want to confess your, your love to somebody, um, just just make sure that you know everybody's about to die before you do it. That's the that's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I don't. I guess I don't really have anything else to say. Like this, this was such a, an impactful moment. Reading through the Discord, um, and reading people's responses to it that have uh, become our friends over the years, like the people that listen to the show and that support us. Um, that we talk to on a on a regular basis about everything, not just supernatural, and seeing and reading their their reactions to it, and hearing, you know, this was this was validating. This was this this shocked me to the core, and I, I couldn't do anything but like curl up on the couch and try to watch it again. Um, it's 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 intense, man. Like I, I feel like this is. I mean, I I I think it's uh the guy Robert Barons, I believe Bobo as they call him, um in the fandom, uh. It, his plan from the beginning uh by all accounts this was like when he wasn't going to come back on for supernatural until they said like this is going to be the last season and he was like well this is what i want to do like he was he was actively going for this relationship and he wanted this to happen and i think that's one of the most beautiful things in the world like to to actually accomplish that on a on a cw show that has resisted so much um with a bunch of actors frankly that have resisted so much even now after the show is over with Mm. who resist the idea that this could be an actual relationship between two men a romantic relationship between two men and it's so incredibly frustrated and i i don't i don't pay a lot of attention to like cons and things but of course it like stuff floats to the top and hearing jared uh mealy mouth his way through some of the responses on some of this stuff hearing even jensen mealy mouth his way through some of the responses on some of this stuff being real middle of the road the center aisle is going to be the path of least resistance kind of bullshit instead of just saying yeah they're they're totally gay for each other is is really disappointing and two dudes it's disappointing for me to to, to have looked at these two dudes and think like they they're they're great guys right like i don't know anything about them but by all accounts by the mm-hmm. things that they have done in their personal lives and their professional lives they're great dudes it makes me just not like them as much um and I'm not saying that I yeah. don't like nobody Jared. likes a fence sitter. Nobody likes a fence exactly. Sitter. And it's and it's especially on something like as fucking basic as this. Like we're not asking you to talk about like Palestine, <laughs> Jared. <laughs> like nobody yeah. nobody's asking yeah. you to weigh in. You don't even have to say that Dean feels the same way. You don't have to because yeah. he doesn't fucking say anything. So you don't have to if you don't want to. But the, the <laughs> but you still won't do it, which shows what you really feel. But like saying like trying to trying to pull back from this and and I think it 
it's 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 really disappointing to me and especially contrast and compare that with misha collins who is just like fuck yeah they're gay <laughs> like i mean yeah, i mean yeah. he, he has seemingly from the moment this episode aired been out there um and and just kind of reminds me of um i can't remember luke skywalker's name who is the guy that plays luke mark Sk- hamill mark hamill <laughs> jesus christ uh somebody asked him if you know hey is luke skywalker gay and he's like fuck yeah if you want him to be gay he's gay i don't care um yeah <laughs> like that it was just a real basic you know god i love him I know, right but uh I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like, this is such a big moment for everybody and like, everybody that had watched this and thought about this and put their heart and soul in this. And just to see it, the representation actually come out on screen is, is such a beautiful thing. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm astounded that it happened, especially on a show that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. came out in 2004 and like, look at these hot chicks and horror movie screams and Dean's, you know, eyeing up the 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 daisy dukes and sam sleeping with the priest's daughter and all that kind of stuff like having it come from that to this is astounding to me and now i will shut up because i feel like i've been talking forever that's a long road they walked um and this is where we ended up and um by all i mean i don't know i don't know what's gonna happen the next two episodes i don't know how we're gonna unpack this hopefully we get a chance to deal with some of it a little bit um but I don't know. It's supernatural. See, literally from episode to episode, you'd never know what you're going to get. I mean, next week could be um, Bobby Yaga Jr. again. We could bring <laughs> again. And we, I mean, I think I don't, I don't think we see Castiel again. I don't either. For all we know, as a viewer watching it for the first time, we could see him again next episode. We could get him out of the, you know, we, but I think that that would in a way almost devalue some of what we just went through. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that we're left without Castiel. Dean is utterly emotionally wrecked. Uh, and Sam and Jack are basically discovering that nobody else is around. And I don't know if it's just the general area or if Chuck has now depopulated the Earth. Um, feels like feels like, but, a, feels uh, like a total Earth situation. It feels like there's nobody left so in the we're, world. We're going to have to do something big to, yeah. to fix things. Otherwise, it's... It's game over. So and like, if yeah, you, holy shit! What an episode! If you think about it, like there's there's only like a handful of things that that they could really go to. Like, is Rowena still in hell? Like that that's an ally. Like I don't know what she mm-hmm. could do at this point, but like, is there a hell? Um, are there any angels in heaven? Um, can they get in touch with Michael? And that's it. <laughs> like, there's that's nobody. It. And Jack's Jack's weird decaying thing is possibly a thing. That's got to be a thing. They would have shown it to us with, without a, without a goal. I think. But, I don't know. Um, I I am. We have we have like an hour and a half of supernatural left. <sighs> what are you doing tomorrow, Chris? You want to you want to you want to get it done? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, I very much appreciate it. This is a this is a real emotional episode to record. Um for me personally anyway uh it's it's a lot yeah, definitely I don't, I don't even think we could do it justice it's i really don't a, it's a, i really it's don't a heavy i'd um you know that this is one that i think i'd like to come back to in a few months and like sit on it when we have the whole show completed and and, and think about it and, and talk about it but yeah who knows i think um uh yeah i think i think i would i would love to and i think i've said this before rewatch season 15 and not care about the plot um, and already know what's happening mm-hmm. in it. Um, not enough for you to spoil me. Please, no spoilers. <laughs> if I can be surprised, I would like to be surprised the first time through. But it's definitely. I'm very w- excited to watch Supernatural again and, and not take notes. Exactly. Yeah. Like I would just kind of like to passively watch it and like pick up on character moments. Um, somebody in the Discord had apologies if I don't remember who exactly it was. Everybody changes their name constantly, so I never know who's saying anything anymore. But uh, they were they were green with us on I think it was fifteen sixteen that it felt like such a 
a non-entity of an episode um and they said even as a person who like watches the show for characters and not necessarily plot i was really frustrated and that really reminded me of like oh yeah I, you, you just watch it for the characters like i don't have to care what's going on after i know what's happening yeah. like i yeah. can just enjoy the moment and be in it so I'm, I'm i'll be excited to to do that one day and, and revisit it um in the meantime if you want to come hang out with us on the Discord and maybe watch some episodes with us or maybe just chill out and play Wordle because Wordle has taken over the Discord as it has taken over the entire internet, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week to do that. You can also leave us ratings and reviews. Um, if you don't like us, you can be quiet. That's usually the easiest thing to do. If you do like <laughs> us, go out of your way to tell us. That's that's great. We really appreciate that. Um, we still have a lot of people tweeting at us and talking to us on various social media platforms and that's always very much appreciated. We will be back next week with the penultimate episode of Supernatural, which is teased by saying, carry on. Okay. My God. We did it. We did it. I um, I am, oh, Chris. What? Oh no. What? I you know I look at the the list of episodes right to get those little teaser things. Um, and on the list it tells you who what what the name of the episode is and who wrote it and who directed it. Guess who wrote the penultimate episode of Supernatural? No. Yep. No. Yep. What the fuck? Dude, I, if fucking, if Lucifer shows up in episode 19 of Supernatural. Dude, they're going to like, they're going to cut, they're going to do like the road so far thing. And, and they're going to edit the Castiel's I love you and then go, no homo. Um, <laughs> that's what fucking Buck Nummy is going to do. And dude. it's going to be Mark Pellegrino oh. doing it too. They're going to edit him to it's say. It's going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I am floored that that is the case. Uh, I, Wow. Uh, Jesus Christ. I mean, occasionally they have a good episode, but they but, have, they have, they have the uh, like truth be said, like they, they have had good episodes. So like we, I mean, they, they sometimes get it right. I just, it's never with stuff that I like with Sam and Dean. It's always with like other stuff. <sighs> so anyway, whatever. Okay. All right. I'm going to go eat. Hello, Chris Mosier. Hello. I try to say hi from further back so I don't startle you. That's okay. I'm going to get scared regardless. Yeah, I have that effect on people. You do. You're you're I mean you're a big dude. Like mm-hmm. I don't mean that in kind of an insulting way, but you're, you know, you're tall and you've got some stature to you. You, mm. you make a lot of noise when you move because you're wearing cowboy boots that are size That's... 18. So, <laughs> yeah. um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. it's just going to be like you're kind of a a walking omen, if you will. You want to know something crazy that happened to me the other day? Please. I got a pair of new boots and the the biggest size they went up to was a 15. I rolled the dice and the the size 15 boots are too big on me. <gasps> are your feet shrinking? I, I hope my feet are shrinking. I hope my bones are shriveling. Whatever it is, if I can fit into a size 12 by next year, I'll be thrilled. I'll be thrilled. You know what they say about guys with shrinking feet, huh? Um, gangrene. What, what did I make a joke about last episode? Something <laughs> stupid like that. <laughs> I, told, I don't remember. I was going to say that their their bills are pretty high. 
Uh, yeah, that was gonna be the joke that their feet, their shoe yep. bills. So we're gonna make we're be. Really I would say that my pediatrician like made a joke like that to me when I was a kid. <laughs> that you would have a big, like, you know what a they, big. You schlong? know what they say about guys with big feet? And I'm like, what? He's like big socks. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm 14. Okay, like I know what you were gonna say. <laughs> I you freak. Hey, 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 Doctor Pito. I would like for yeah, you. To, I would like real. for you not to do this. For real. This made me very uncomfortable, Doctor Pito. I'm very sorry. Yeah. Seriously, I hate when um I grew up with a um a number of uncles uh and they were technically step uncles. Met numerous uncles. Um, any any number of uncles. I you I could you could say I had probably too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and at least at least two of them, depending on what age we were, made it to like their mission to go out of their way to embarrass all of the cousins, which were 90% boys uh, about uh-huh. females and about, about women, about dating, about sex, about mm. dick size, about just anything. Oh. Um, just, you know, just weird rhymes. Like, why do you even have a rhyme for that? Um, yeah. Straight up racist shit about, you know, berries and juices that I'm not going to repeat here. And like, what's up? Like, what's up with uncles? What's I, up with uncles being like that? That's what I, I mean, like, it feels like your Dr. Pedo guy is the same way of like, you know, you've got a job here. And I know that... you got that, a job. I'm a child, you know? <laughs> and, I, and I know what you've just said has the cadence of a joke, and you've said it so often that you think it's funny. But please explain to me what the joke is telling me that I have a big dick in the privacy yeah. of your office. Like, please, yeah. where is the funny part, Dr. Pedo? Because now i got to take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> this is what I expected. <laughs> They got to check stuff, you know? I don't think that that's the way that works, Chris. <laughs> what do you, wait, what do you mean? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> anyway, what's up? Not much, man. Just, uh, I don't, I'm not really, I don't want to joke around, dude. Like, I'm not emotionally mature enough to talk about this episode of Supernatural. We, we, this is a really, really emotional episode. I was, I was talking about it in the Discord, um, and people were like, "Are they gonna do? Are they gonna put Cassiel's speech at the beginning of the episode?" Like when I usually drop like a, a clip from the the episode, and I'm like, "Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's definitely what I'm gonna do." Thing. We 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 wrote a whole song called "Tor." I might put all of "Tor" to it. I may try to put Cassiel's oh, speech can you, can over an them? instrumental of of "Torn" somehow. Oh. Like that would be great. Don't, I might, don't say that. Not do it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna I want that. I'm actually, I want that. I'm not gonna drop a marker right there. So I actually, I don't usually mark the do outtakes, but I will make sure I go back to that statement at some point. Can you get like a string version of "Torn"? Oh yeah, dude. It's it's imagine. Dude, it's, it's easy. It's easy. Imagine passing away to that because that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Just gonna die. Yeah. Uh, Jess put on "Torn" and she's like, "We're we're in a nursing home. We're 90. Yeah. What no, are you talking no, about? I, torn? I, mean, I mean, if you make that edit, I'm going to pass away while listening oh, to it. Oh, my bad. I thought you meant just like you were going to perish. Oh, off like of the, rack off it this up. Wonderful no, earth. What, yeah. I want rack it up, rack up simple and clean for me when I, when I pass. Oh, that's right. I just turned that's on Siri and it, it's saying that back to me. Go away, Siri. <laughs> Great. Um, Great. Don't appreciate that. Um, do remember when our podcast was so simple, we thought, Hey, what, if, what if we take the theme song from kingdom hearts? Mm-hmm. And we make it into funny. a into into a funny <laughs> supernatural intro. And what? it was it was forty seconds long, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it was good too. It, it was, was really re- good. And then I think there was shit. a lot of expectation amongst maybe three people um, that we would do the next Kingdom Hearts song for our next intro because times were just different back then. We were Hunks of Summer was just a twinkle in our eye. I don't remember boys, how we. Oh, it was boys. it was the Bat yeah. for Lashes cover we were listening to. Um, of of boys of summer 
That well, okay, that's how yeah, that's how that one came around. We had, and then we, after that, it was like okay, we got to find themed songs, right? Yeah, we had done um, the the boys are back in town because we had made a bunch of jokes about that. Oh, um, that's right. That's which right. looking back, uh, I think it's probably the weakest of our theme songs. Like I have a I have a fondness for it. I think it's really funny, um, but I still think it's probably out of all of them the the weakest of the tracks. It's because um, it's not sad in any way, shape, or form. Exactly. Yeah. Like and and <laughs> you and you taught me more than than anything in the process of creating all of that stuff is. If there, if 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 the producer in this case Dylan says, "What do you think about this?" You always answer more sad. You do always. You're like, "Dude, it's not making me cry enough. I want I want people to be just 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 crying in their beers about this. Like, I want this to be sad, sad, sad." So, if I'm not like a little bit uncomfortable when listening to music, then um, then I'm then it ain't for me. It just ain't for me. I want to be un- and uncomfortable as in like sad, like a little chest tightness, uh-huh. a little lump in the throat. Mm-hmm. Um, as this, you know, guy sings about divorce or whatever. I I never been divorced. Got me never, today. I dude. Ho- hope to never be, but you know. I, I was um, on the road today listening to um, I I forget actually what their name is. Um, but uh, one of our Discord members uh made a Mountain Goats playlist for people who don't yeah. like the Mountain Goats. Um, it is Ilse. Um and they were nice enough it's like 20 something tracks uh which was super cool and i've been listening to a lot of that which finally got me like over the hump of listening to the mountain goat so i started listening mm-hmm. to the albums um and they got to that song no children which went viral on tiktok over the summer um or over. yeah that's crazy that's a great song though yeah yeah and um i don't know dude <laughs> i hope i never get sober and like you go into all those lines and i'm like why am i crying on the interstate there's something, there's something i i think i tried to talk about this years ago maybe on like chomp chain or something but like something that hangs off of the end of i think the chorus of that song that i hope you die I hope we both die. Like the way, like this seems like there should be like other words there. Like the way he lets it hang mm-hmm. is, is masterclass, masterclass. I can't describe it because I don't know shit about music, but love that. I love that line. There's a, there's, I think that's my, one of my favorite things about the mountain goats and it doesn't happen in every song, of course. Uh, but the songs that they make that just absolutely rip me apart um, are the songs that I, I, I identified the most with. And that's the ones that I want to mm-hmm. listen to. Uh, I'd, I want to listen to sad music all the time, Chris. Dude, yeah, that's what I that's been doing my whole life. Um I should I should put you I'm on a, some, whenever uh, I'm not like whenever I'm not really sad, it's I'm just listening to video game soundtracks. Like I feel like I don't have any other like interests anymore. It's just yeah. it's just like emo music, sad music or whatever. Uh or it's just video game soundtracks because <laughs> then it's like my brain's off and I'm not I'm, I'm working on something or whatever. Um So everyone loves uh Sunset Tree by the Mountain Goats, right? That's the name of that album. Um If you say the so. one about his uh, but one about his stepdad. Okay. Um, is that the one that's where the the, one... I'm gonna I'm gonna grab the lion by its tooth and hold on? That yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I album. love that track. Um, I haven't listened to the whole album. I've just listened to that track. Great album. That was the first one that I ever listened to, and I always thought it was really good. But it never like I don't know. It didn't speak to me until like many years later, finally going back to it. Um, even though I listened to it a lot and I like knew the words to the songs, but there was some there was some key component for me, some connection that was missing. Um, the one that I thought I'm never going to listen to this or give a shit about is the, I don't remember the name of it. Um, Beat the Champ? No. The the one that's about uh, wrestling, like yeah. the underground yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. my favorite Mountain Goats album. It, like, I listened to it one day, something was on shuffle, I click on it, and I'm like, all right, I'll finally listen to this. Uh, I don't have any connection to wrestling in any way, shape, or form. Can't relate to a single one of these songs. Absolutely fucking love that album. I was swept away by that album. <laughs> it is uh, just something about it. I absolutely love. There's, there, I think there's 
two or three tracks from that off of the 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 playlist that Ilsa made for us uh and um one of them is about his brother or what i'm assuming so because like it's really difficult to penetrate like what the songs actually mean at all like i I find myself more than any other band that i've ever listened to just kind of interpreting this stuff on the inside but some of the things are very clearly like me and my brother used to do a thing um and it talks about like you know we didn't have cable but we they were they would play matches on tv and we would like make up our own moves or whatever and it's just really really fucking sweet <laughs> like yeah, it's just yeah, the nicest yeah. thing that you've ever heard of and i hate wrestling nowadays i, I used to watch wrestling as a kid mm-hmm. but i i find it really off-putting nowadays um and i don't know what why people are so into it and i don't care like i'm not gonna I'm not going to be out here like you suck. You, you mm, are listening mm. to blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be that dude. Uh, but also what the fuck are you doing? Like you're an adult. <laughs> Why are you watching this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I was surprised by how much I liked that album. Um, or like that song. I haven't, again, I haven't gone to the album yet. So there's, um, uh, I, I suck that I can't, I can't remember any of the album names. The D and D one, uh, in League with Dragons. That's the one. Um, uh, that's the first time you and I ever talked about uh, the Mountain Goats together. And I was like, man, I've never gotten into that band. And you were like, I know, I never really like did a huge dive. I'm, I'm hoping this D and D thing will work. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, and I listened to the uh, listen to it. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I don't, I don't get so it. That, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of all over the place with that album. Last couple songs on that, um, mm-hmm. Cadaver Sniffing Dog. It antidote for Strychnine and uh, Sicilian Crest. Those are, I think those are the last three songs on that album. And there's something, there's like a build to, like I could just listen to those three songs and no other songs on the album. There's a build in those first two songs, or I guess whatever the opposite of a build is. Mm-hmm. Um, antidote for Strychnine is such like a laid back, low key song that it really, really pulls me in. A lot of laid back, low key songs have no effect on me whatsoever. This one really, really draws me in, draws me in. And then by the time you get to that last song on the, the album, it feels like an explosion, even though it's like still a pretty subdued song. But the fact that it feels so big makes it feel so much cooler because you realize okay this this is not huge this is not an orchestra this is not the black parade or fucking blood zeppelin or whatever sure it's just like a chill song but it feels huge after that song i just listened to and i love that uh juxtaposition and it made me really really love those like set of songs i gotta put you on some uh some midland uh i sent you i sent you one of the jokey songs which is this is like straight up fucking texas twain country stuff but uh Mm. they have that it was that joking song about every song is a drinking song if you're drinking um, oh yeah which is you know classic country shit um but there was there's one song called uh worn out boots um where he talks about like his his girlfriend getting clean or his his girlfriend getting him clean off of pills and things like that um mm. and i don't know man like something about the way that they croon out like worn out boots i'm over here like fucking cr- like I'm, I'm i put it yeah. on in the morning time when i'm like washing dishes in the morning like cleaning up the kitchen or whatever and i'm just like oh god my worn out boots yeah. i am just yeah. like my worn out boots i can't keep the rain out ah! uh, <laughs> like, there's something about it it's just so it's just so down to earth sometimes you just get caught up in it i yeah. listen to I, I have listened to a lot of country which funny enough kind of stemmed from my love of bright eyes because he did casadega in like 2007 i think mm-hmm. which was a, basically a country record um and that led me to find like okay uh, Gillian Welch or Gillian Welch however you say her name because um, she's featured on I think some of those songs and then branching out from that and finding all these kind of like alternative country artists I guess um, there's just so much cool stuff yeah I'm uh, I, I, I went to- oh my god I can't I can't remember the name of fucking anything right now who's the guy who does uh uh, uh 
Sturgill? Hey, Poncho, Poncho and Lefty or whatever. Oh, called? no, 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 no. Um, dude and, um, yeah, it's Sturgill. Towns Van Zant. Towns Van Zant is who oh, I'm thinking of. That's not who I was talking about at all. Sorry. Um, um, huge Towns Van Zant fan. Can't fucking remember his name, but huge fan. I went through, uh, I had that thread on Twitter where I was asking people for recommendations and like of like good country music, like good, sad, like, um, which sometimes can drift into like folk and Americana, which I'm not mad at, right? Like, uh, so I've got a playlist that I'm, I haven't gone through yet. I'm going to try to do it tomorrow when I'm driving. Um, but a playlist of just a bunch of like random country music people that I've never heard of. Um, and just like looking at some titles, I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I need to, I need to briefly listen to this so that I can see if it's the right version that I'm going to text it to you. Hold on one second. Okay. Okay. I got, I'm going to send it to you. You've probably heard this song or a cover of this song. So many people have done this. So um, I don't even know who it's originally by. I don't even know if it's Towns Van Zandt or not, but sending that to you just, just to have for later. You'll just listen, throw that on quickly. I'm looking, um, I'm looking through my list and seeing Jillian Welch on here. So She's hey. great. She's, mm-hmm. cause she's got a lot of killer songs. Um, There's also a guy named she, Ian No just has a song called Meth Head. And I can't wait okay, to listen to okay. that. <laughs> like that's, I bet that's not d- happy. <laughs> no doubt. I've been list- lately. I've been listening to. Um, it, it's, I posted it in the chat. A couple people posted it on our our chat. It's astrophysics, which I listen to on YouTube, because um, they've done. Uh, they've done a lot of original kind of like electronic type music. I guess mm-hmm. they do a ton of covers of anime songs. I sent you a Johnny Cash one that they did, um, and for, I've just been like zoned out listening to that recently. Um, because I get into loops where I'm like, I don't know what else to listen to. There's a thousand great albums that I'd probably love to hear right now, but I can't think of a single one of them. So I guess I'll just listen to the same three songs I just listened to. Yeah, yep. I'm really good. I'm really bad about that. Like I drove for a long time today. Um, and the thing that happens to me is, especially since I was off work for a couple of weeks, uh, coming back to work and taking a bunch of phone calls, like I will... Like that kind of, I have like a default playlist of just songs, and um, it's 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 all kind of background music. Like they're bops, they're good, but they're not like I'm not rocking out in my car or anything, right? Like I'm not causing a scene mm. at the red light, but um, it's just background stuff. So, because my phone is ringing probably every 20 minutes, or I'm calling somebody every 20 minutes or something, so it's real difficult to for me to get like into a like a, a groove of listening to music and like really like digging into it as much as I would want to. Um, we were yeah, talking about this recently, but I miss just like sitting at the computer. Yeah, and absolutely. Not an album. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> well, like, you know, do what something. was that? I mean, I think that was before cell phones that, that that I did that, and I can only like I think that's mm. the thing that has ruined me. And I hate to be like so fucking trite as to say that, but like I think just having my cell phone available to me has ruined the idea of just listening to music. Like I, yeah, I can't make my I can barely play a video game without my fucking phone in my hand nowadays. In fact, mm-hmm. I haven't in quite some time. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not a great place for us to be mentally. No, um, it's not. It's it's not. And I'm not like judging anybody. I just, for me, like I will wake, I will, I will, I will like look up and realize I have no idea what I've been listening to because I, just, I was looking at fucking Twitter or something, which is not the point. Yeah. Like I sat yeah. down to listen to fucking music. Yep. Um, we're, uh, we're fake jammers. I was gonna say we're fake gamers, but fake, fake, um, fake jammers. Absolutely. Fake jammers. That's a, that's the thing. All Maisie, right. do you know Maisie right. Peters? I don't think so. Um, really like interesting kind of light, weird voice, uh, some early stuff that's country. And then, um, she's drifted into a little bit of pop stuff with the most recent release. Uh, our friend Liam put me onto it and 
was jamming out. Like that shit is good. Um, it's it's real mm. like bubblegum pop stuff. To her newer stuff, but she her voice just makes it like it's just something. It's, it's one of those voices you're like, I don't really give a fuck what you're singing. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's all you need sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through. I'm like I'm scrolling through like my iTunes, like my recently added stuff. It's like a ton. I made a bunch of playlists of like different composers from games and stuff so it's like all it's like one song added here so it's just all my recently added stuff is just it's chaos it's pure absolute chaos chaos. and you can't share that with anybody because you're on apple music and you're not on spotify like like it's literally i can share stuff with jess i don't know anybody else who even uses apple music so i can never (laughs) share what i listen to with anybody but her i want you to know that i go through the um when i send you songs now i don't just copy and paste the link from spotify Uh, i I actually go through the trouble of searching it up on youtube so i can send it to you because i can't do it from apple music but i can at least give you youtube (laughs) yeah 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 um i I mean you could send me a spotify thing and i can just go search it that's what i'm saying i'm 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 a good enough friend that i I make i make you not have to do that thank you i appreciate that you're welcome you're welcome chris you're welcome that's just the kind of motherfucker that i am you know wow you are that kind of motherfucker aren't you A rare, rare few. One of the rare few motherfuckers like me out there. Are we ready to peel this bandaid? I'm like, let's do it. I don't want to call it dread, mm-hmm. but this is like a lot to handle. It's a lot of responsibility we're about to face. It's, um, you know, I, it's, it's a lot. And, uh, I think this, I told Autumn that this might be a longer episode tonight. She was like, well, what time do you think you'll be done? And I'm like, well, you know, it may be later than usual because <laughs> I don't there's a because not only the the big thing that happens but like all of the stuff leading up a to lot it of other and stuff. Then, yeah I ate a later lunch because I'm usually so hungry by the time that we finish recording that I'm like about to you know collapse I gotta um, I'm not gonna open it yet but I did bring myself a beer for the for the big emotional One beer. moment I'm doing sober January you know how much that sucks uh I don't I can't imagine don't you know want to be you there. know how much I want to drink every single day <laughs> Probably a lot. Could probably same amount I do, which is every single day. <laughs> Lost two pounds already though, so you know that's Dude, the upside it's, it's of it. I drink fucking... a, like I drink a lot of beer. Like I don't get like drunk all the time, but I drink a lot of beer. Yeah, yeah. I am. I, if left to my own devices, it's really easy for me to like be the typical. Just sit on the couch. I love beer, dude. I love dude, it's so beer. great. It's so great. I haven't had a beer in. Um, this will be my first one in like probably a week and a half to two weeks. Um. And because I, I just I switched over to to like whiskey, um, doing mm. drinking a little bit of Crown if I if I want to drink and um, huge impact like on just the day to day stuff. Like I don't feel as bloated or anything like that. Um, but boy, beer is good. <laughs> like a nice it's cold so beer, good, dude. dude. Cracking a cold one. Oh my dude, god! There's literally, I I think personally, mm-hmm. there's nothing better in the entire world. Than cracking a cold one. Cracking a cold one at the right time. I'm sorry to my friends and loved ones. I'm sorry to, you know, newborn babies. Mm-hmm. Nothing better in this world than cracking a cold one. I've been around a handful of newborn babies and none of them were as good as cracking a cold one. Like, shout outs to my little my- sisters. Shout outs to mm. my nephew. Um, I, I'm sorry. Nothing, nothing as good as cracking open the cold one. Yeah. I, well, you apologize now, but one day when you're, when you're out there cracking a cold one, you'll get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be, you're offended now. Like it doesn't matter if it's the worst swill you've ever had in your life. You crack that cold one, dude, you burp a little bit, you go, Oh fuck hell yeah. We okay. Here you, we go. You did a little bit of work, like you're a little sweaty, you've done some cardio oh, somehow. Yeah. Like you've oh, done yeah. you've done something that you didn't you're and you're feeling kind of kind of like some stuff that you didn't want to do, like something unfair. Like life is life has treated yeah. you a yeah. little bit unfairly and now you're you're in your, your comfortable spot, you've arrived back there, you don't have anything to do, and you just grab one out of the fridge, crack it open, fridge door open, glug, 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 burp. Okay, I'm feeling better. Life is good again. I'm Life doesn't better. feel as unfair now. It just feels good. Yeah. 
I don't have a drinking problem, okay? <laughs> I am not a functional alcoholic. All right? <laughs> it says Dean Winchester. Okay? All uh, right, let's, let's talk about this. is back <laughs> and last week Jeremy was able to cut me out of the podcast but this week I have a secret <laughs> the recording goblin's gonna interrupt in the middle of their big talk about the busted ass angel in a trench coat <laughs> they're not even gonna know what's gonna hit them and the recording goblin's gonna go ah!